I need, I need to evolve past the, the hey, what's up, guys, diving here right here today. Oh, yeah. That's long past due. Just, uh, hello, everybody. Welcome, everybody. I think, I think welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of... Hey, Lord listeners. <laughs> hey, <laughs> listeners. Hey, sisters. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think just, like, welcome, everybody, to the first episode of Orthodox. I am your host, Mateus, joined by our other host, Sluka. What's up? It's me, Sluka. Okay, yeah, I think that's how it's gonna go. All right. Wait, are you recording? Yeah, it's recording. Okay, sweet. All right. Uh, okay, so, uh, we are... Are we starting to talk now, or are we just going to go? No, we're going to do this. We're, we're no, ready. I, I, I'd probably do the intro. I wasn't, like, confident playing the intro. I need to, like... Okay, then do it. Alright, in okay. five, four, three, two. Welcome, everybody, to the first official podcast episode of Orthodox. I am your host, Mateus. We have our other host, Sluka, right here. Yay. Today we're going to be talking about my favorite thing, but even more, Sluka's favorite thing, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, specifically the penultimate movie of the Infinity Saga Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I can't wait, can't wait to talk about that. Uh, so a little bit of background for for uh, Avengers here. So why, why, so why are we doing this today? We're doing this because, long uh, like last summer, I, I pitched the idea to that we should we should start doing this and honestly i've had a lot of ideas uh similar to like this before saying like hey we should totally start this project or something like that and didn't really come into uh really never made it further than like the concept but now i'm glad that we're actually like getting move on on this and this is for my uh assignment at school so if uh, my teacher is uh listening hopefully maybe i don't know uh there's no greater motivator than a due date, and that is what I say to myself constantly as I procrastinate <laughs> yeah. every single assignment I do until this single date is due. This is due. This is due next Thursday, so um, Beautiful. so th- this is why we're getting a move on now, and hopefully we get into the swing of things. And we thought for our first episode, it would be a marvelous idea. See what I did there ah. to talk about the MCU, but more specifically, the end of the Infinity Saga. Right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the second last, if you count Far From Home, it's technically still part of the yeah, um, Avengers Endgame. So, a masterpiece in my eyes, less of a masterpiece in his, but I mean, I, I can't lie, like, on my last, on our last video, like you, like, you probably saw my letterbox review, it was, mm-hmm. it was not that bad. I still, I, I, know, I kind I'm of enjoyed very it. Happy you enjoyed it. <laughs> I still have problems, though, and it's still not, yes, <laughs> I, I know, I know, you have many, but you know what? I'll take a six out of ten. Mm-hmm. I will take a 6 out of 10. But people will say that 6 out of 10 is still a pretty shit answer. I don't think it is. I, I, 6 is above average. That's it, a, it, that's it a de- that's decent. Like, to, like, for reference, for me, it's a 10. I consider Endgame not a perfect movie, because I know it has its flaws, but it is everything I wanted it to be and more. It was a magical experience in the theater. But, before we get to theater, we're going we're gonna to backtrack a bit. You know, the MCU was a thing for 11 years before... Avengers Endgame and Marvel movies have been a thing for much, much longer than that. So we're gonna backtrack to our own personal experiences way back. So Sluka, what was your what was your first experience with both a Marvel movie and an MCU movie? Because I'm assuming they will likely be different things. Well, I guess for Marvel as a whole, you know, said this a thousand times. I grew up on the the original Spider-Man trilogy by directed by uh, my home slice Sam Raimi, mm. uh, one of my favorites. And honestly, it's weird to say this out loud, but Spider-Man 3 was definitely my favorite as a child. That's probably 
that's that's blasphemy to say nowadays because Absolutely. if it if it's not very good it's not very good but i still think it it's it's very close to my heart spider-man 3 and i love it so much for that they were on repeat for me at all times i and they're, they're in my top five or ten i think of all time i just they're good they're, they're comfort movies they're funny and they can take themselves seriously Fan, some fantastic actors and good action and as heart for me and that's why what i need in a superhero movie yeah and for as things go for mcu though like the you know like iron man and thor and that whole universe uh because you know the original trilogy of spider-man was not connected to the mcu i thought that when it, when the first avengers came out and i went to go see i'm like where's spider-man <laughs> i was eight years old at the time i was like you know who would be really cool in the avengers Spider-Man, yeah. <laughs> but I was eight. I didn't read comic books, or, yeah. or I didn't. I didn't even know who the Avengers were. I guess because I didn't watch Iron Man when that came out. I was, I was, I was four years old at the time. Yeah. I didn't. Wa- I didn't watch it like when it came out after, on video. Um, I think my first MCU movie may have been, um, Captain America: The first, The First Avenger. Oh, it yes, might have been yes. that one. Yeah, and then. Didn't see any of the Thor movies. Went to go see Avengers. I vividly remember my uncle and my my pops taking me and my sister to go see it, and I remember loving it. And from there on, I, I kind of, I, I guess I really enjoyed, um, you know, the movie. I thought was really, I thought it was really funny, and you know they kept coming out, and I tuned in for a few of them. Um, God, my, this is where my memory gets pretty joggier because now we're we're in like the mid, early to twenty tens. Yeah. I was too busy playing like video games at the time to catch up on any movies. I was not actively following Marvel at this time. So, mm-hmm. um, what was after Avengers for me? I think it may have been because I didn't see Age of Ultron. I I didn't see until okay. we until I didn't see until the first time we watched like over the summer or oh, something. Wow, really? Yeah, that was my first time seeing oh. it. Um. I think, God, I don't want to waste too much time thinking about it, but the thing is, I was, I just liked a few of the movies, and I thought they were fun, but not not an overall franchise I was, I guess, invested invested with. I just just really saw the movies that I was interested in. Interested in. Like, I saw Homecoming, um, you know, Infinity War, which I think is one of the better MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Um and a few here and there, and now Mateus is gonna make make one of our friends uh, watch all of them. Still, we're still in the process of him making watch the entire saga. Yeah, we've just about finished the Infinity Saga, but there's there's much much more to come. We have the X Men universe. We have the the multiverse saga continuing to grow to this mm-hmm. day. Like even though I didn't really watch these movies, they were everywhere, and I couldn't I couldn't get away from them. No, no these. <laughs> yeah, my God. And after a while, I think I was. I think they got pretty oversaturated. I suffered from uh, Marvel fatigue. It's pretty cool to hate on Marvel, Marvel movies nowadays, and I kind of jumped on that. <laughs> that so if you tell me that, if, if you Mateus always tell me that I'm trying to get attention or some shit, maybe this is um, this maybe this is the precursor to that. I'm, I jumped on the Marvel hate hype train. Yeah, it's pretty fun too. I think the Marvel hate train. I, th- I think the Marvel hate train, at least for me, I I didn't really see any of it. 
until Phase 4. I think as they continued to release so many projects and many people were thinking it became oversaturated, along with many other issues like the VFX artists being overworked and underpaid, like all of that's kind of led to a big mm-hmm. Marvel hatred where so many people, especially huge DC fans, just love trash on Marvel as much as they can. Yeah, DC fans are they're a real they're a real piece of work. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I think I may have saw more DC movies, honestly, oh, like like in the 2010s, because yeah. I didn't tune into Marvel that much. I mean, I liked them, and I was there for the, for the, for the big ones. But I think I saw more. I think I saw more DC EU movies. I saw. I remember seeing um, Man of Steel. I think I remember seeing The Dark Knight Rises. I know that's not DC EU. Yeah. I I honestly can't remember if I saw that in theaters or not. I can't. I can't even lie. Um, I saw Justice League, which is. It's Justice League. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Everyone knows about that yeah, one. Yeah, we can have another episode. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk too much about DC. Um, but yeah, oh my god, my mic is really loud. So, like nowadays, Marvel for me is, it's just, I'm so bored of it. It's it's the same. I think it's the same shit over and over and over. I can't commit to a consistent tone for me. I think. Their jokes are really bad. <laughs> oh my god, they are. Boom! So... <laughs> you looking for this? <laughs> Wait, which one's that from? That's Age of Ultron with uh, Don Cheadle. <laughs> Comes in. Boom! You looking for this? Don Cheadle. Uh, Don um, Enigma. I mean, there is my favorite joke in Avengers Ultron. Uh, clearly, you never made an omelet. <laughs> Which is a horrible you joke. Love it. <laughs> but it's I, horrible. I admit it's horrible. I don't, I don't even get it. Like, I don't even get the punchline, but, but I mean, you love it. Because <laughs> I saw it in a meme one time, and it just, <laughs> it just, it just a close-up of, of Tony's face just in, in the suit, and he's just like, clearly you never made it. Like, just stupid smir- yeah. smirking face. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much my stand on Marvel. Been here, here and there, and wasn't too interested in them. Like, when, I remember when Infinity War came out, I went to go see him with a buddy of mine. I remember liking it, but... You know, I wasn't the people in my theater just applauding and clapping at everything, going bananas in the theaters over it. Mm-hmm. It's not my forte, I guess. Yeah. And I was looking forward to Endgame, but I was not, like, first in line excited. I was just going to go see it when I was able to go see it. So I just have some... I have some moderate excitement for the movies that I am... For the Marvel movies I am interested in seeing. Yeah. So that's my point on Marvel. So, uh... Where did you start with? Okay, well, Mar- with uh, Marvel. Oh, a side note. Also, I didn't see. I haven't seen any of the X Men movies. Really? Yeah, none of the X Men movies, other than other than uh, Logan. Okay, well, you, you <laughs> that, that's you've, a, you've seen the best one. That's a given. Yeah, so. you've seen the best one. Um, okay, my where I started with Marvel. I started with Marvel outside of movies and TV altogether. I started with Marvel with action figures. As a kid, I was I, I was so big on action figures because I love just making things smack into each other, which, you know, is pretty much what most superhero movies are nowadays anyways. That was me with Lego. Yeah, oh, I mean, that was me with Lego, too. You could, I mean, you could see the shelves around me. Yeah. Listeners can, but you can. Um, so I loved it. I, I had a Sandman figure. I had a Venom figure. I had a Spider-Man figure. I think, I, oh, I definitely had a Hulk figure. I had many more that I forgot about because they're long gone now. But I started with those, and the only non-MCU movie I think I saw before I watched anything MCU was probably the original Spider-Man. Uh, my confession to make, I never saw Spider-Man 2 and 3 until 2020. Because one day, wow. one day I walked, uh, I, was, I was just upstairs in my family room. Was this, uh, uh, uh this was, uh... Yeah, it was during COVID. Yeah. Yeah, it was during quarantine, 
And my brother yeah, was watching cable TV, and I forget what channel it was. It was some random channel that just played random old movies. And basically, they were playing Spider-Man 1, 2, 3, back to back. So I saw, I've seen, I saw the first one like when I was maybe five, six years old. I couldn't remember any of it. Couldn't even remember my experience watching it, but I just know that I did watch it. Because I know that I envisioned Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man as a kid. And so I came there, I sat down, I watched like, the second half of one, and then watched two and three for the first time. But that was in 2020. Wait, um, did you watch it on TV? Yeah, I watched it on live TV. Oh, that commercials. Must, that must have been horrible. There was commercials in the middle of Spider-Man Dude, 2 and watching, 3 watching Spider-Man 3 with commercials, that, that'd take you like four or five hours yeah. to watch. These were long, long Because they weren't on Disney Plus at the time. No. Yeah. No, I, didn't, I, didn't have, I wasn't in my DVD collect, Blu-ray collecting phase yet, so that was my only way. I mean, I could have streamed off something, but still. Yeah. Uh, my interest in the MCU was in 2013 when Iron Man 3 and Iron Man 3 released in theaters, came to home video, and my dad picked up a DVD copy. I was like, oh my god, Iron Man. I don't, I don't really remember why I was so interested, because I don't think I had any action figures of him, but I knew my dad was a big fan, so I was like, I want to see this, but you know, I, I'm the same way now as I always have been. I'm not going to watch Iron Man 3 without seeing Iron Man 1 and 2. So similarly to my 2020 experience of the Sam Raimi trilogy, I watched Iron Man 1, 2, and 3 all in one day. Now, granted, that doesn't make much sense nowadays because Iron Man 3 is like a direct follow-up to the Avengers, but again, I was nine. I really didn't care. I wanted to see the action figure CGI heroes smack me into the action figure CGI villains, and I got exactly what I wanted. And I think Iron Man being the first three movies I saw was also a big reason as to why I love this character so much, on top of the fact that I just love the actual character. I love the writing. I love his nuances and his flaws and how they paint them. Um, but that was my that was my introduction. And from there, I think the next movie I can remember seeing, or the first Marvel MCU movie I saw in theaters, was definitely Avengers Age of Ultron. I watched that before even watching the original Avengers. You didn't see Avengers in theaters? I like, didn't see Avengers in theaters. Cause I didn't, I didn't, oh. My first MCU experience was in 2013, after Avengers had even come out. All so... Right. I saw Age of Ultron in theaters, and I mean, I understood it pretty well, as far as I can remember, despite not watching any of the things leading up to it, which is, like, in my eyes nowadays, a sin. Like, you cannot watch anything unless you've seen everything leading up to it. You must understand every reference, every joke, every callback they have, otherwise I will be having a temper tantrum if you don't get it. And yet, that was me. Um, and I can't remember much else after that. Like, I definitely came, like, here and there and watched a couple of theaters. I know I watched Civil War in theaters because, oh my god, hero fighting hero? That was... That was drastic for me. Um, I know I watched Infinity War in theaters. I know I watched Captain Marvel in theaters. And I know I watched Endgame in theaters. And Endgame was that life-changing moment for me. And of course, that's the main topic for today. But that, that's how I started. Oh my god, you were a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> life-changing experience. Well, life-changing experience... Okay, not okay so much... I'm, I'm exaggerating. No, I mean, I mean, so am I. When I say life-changing, I mean life-changing in the sense of my, my views and interest in Marvel, like, spiked to an extreme. Because before I went to go watch Endgame, um, that was that was when I had that was when I officially had my moment of I must see everything. So you know I didn't I didn't have the knowledge on Marvel that I have today, or more specifically the obsession I had with Marvel. Today. I just had a great interest. So I went on YouTube, found a few videos of everything you need to see before Endgame, which was really just a list of the MCU movies in release order. But I didn't know them at the time, so I just I found my way. I think. No, Disney Plus was not a thing yet, so I, I, I must have had, like, DVD copies or, like, found them on live TV or just streaming. I found, I found some. I was a lot of them were on Netflix at the time, too. So I watched every MCU movie in, like, the two months leading up to Endgame because I, I needed to get all of it. And I rewatched all the ones I would already seen, too, so I wanted that full context understanding. And then that brings me to Endgame, which, which I watched 
IMAX premiere night, like a 12 a.m. release, I had to see it instantly. Yeah, I do the... Wow, 12 a.m. screening. I've never been to... I don't think I've ever been to a movie that late. That was the latest, and like that was the only time I've ever been to a 12 a.m. screening. Latest I've ever been to a three-hour movie. It was done at 3 a.m. I would like to see a movie at midnight. I like seeing movies... Like, rather late at night yeah, than, cool. than, like, in the afternoon. Yeah, because like, the afternoon, like, it's, it's so hectic. You know, you're still in the middle of your day. Yeah. At midnight, it's like your day's done. You just need to focus on the movie. Your head is completely clear of anything yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. You get to end up. And you go home, you write to bed. You, you go right to bed, and you think about it all day the yeah, next day. Exactly. Like, preferably, of course, oh it's not a day where you go to school or work the next day. It's a day. Or it's, it's a, a Friday. Like it, it, was really a, it was a Friday or Thursday. Yeah, or exactly. It's crazy. Yeah, Endgame was... Huge. I was in grade. Uh, we were in grade nine yeah, when I came out, and oh my god, <laughs> people. I remember people like skipping school to see it. Yeah. Um, it was massive. I remember like it going going to science class. I think it was on Thursday or something. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody was there. No. Nobody was there. I remember when I, when I came back to school after seeing it, because I, I I made it a very big deal. I'm getting the Endgame premiere tickets. Everyone knew that I was going to Endgame, not because I wanted to show off, but because they know. Okay, that's Mateus. He's not more. He's going to see Endgame at the premiere. That was that was my thing. Um. So when I came back. I I came into my math class. Very few people were there. You know, I was I was talking to a couple of people who had already either also seen the movie or just didn't care for spoilers. And two people come up. Two people that sat across the class. Like, I'm, I'm I'm loud. I'm not that loud. They're like, please don't spoil it. Please. Okay, man, I wasn't gonna spoil it. Huh? I don't know you. I've never talked to these people before, and they just came to me begging me not to spoil this movie. I mean, okay, you don't want the you don't want the movie spoiled. Stop talking to me. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want the movie spoiled. So the first thing you do is go up to the person who's doing nothing but talking about this movie. Whatever, whatever, man. Yeah. People be people. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I, I was very insistent though on not getting it spoiled because Infinity War was totally spoiled for me. I did see Infinity War Thieves, but I saw it like two weeks after it came out. I knew everything. I knew about the dustings. I knew about Hulk losing the first fight to Thanos. I knew everything. Yeah, I mean, after seeing Infinity War, you know, at the end, it's a you know it's a it's a Disney movie, so I'm like, oh, two and a half hours. Uh, okay, they'll, they'll win this. You know, yeah. everyone's in it. No, they don't win. Oh, I'm I think so that's, happy about that. I think that's why it's one of my one of my favorites because they lose. Yeah, they they, they change the formula. Mm-hmm. They they lose. And then, you know, there's no way Disney was going to make a one-parter. No. They, they had to double down and made almost, like, made three, like, more billion dollars or yeah. something. Yeah. But, I mean, to, in, I mean, to be fair, that, that was always the plan. It was originally announced, yeah. when, back when Phase 3 was first announced, it was actually announced as Infinity War Part 1, Infinity War Part 2. And then they officially said Infinity War and Avengers 4, because they made a big deal about Avengers Endgame as if everyone didn't already know it was going to be called Endgame. Side note, I much prefer the title Endgame than Infinity War Part 2. Oh, so do I. That is a... Because it's not the Infinity War anymore. This yeah. is a different fight. Like, this is a different battle that they're fighting at this point. We're in the end game now, kids. Some shit like that. I find it so funny because that quote is only said in Age of Ultron. They we're don't the say end, Endgame. We're in the end game now. Tony says that when they're about to fight Ultron in Avengers Age of Ultron. We're in the end game now. Man, I can't remember a thing about Age of Ultron. I'm sorry. And we just watched it in like August. I can't remember a thing. I mean, I, mean, I, I haven't watched it once. I wanted to be there. That's just, that was like my third or fourth time seeing the movie. To me, I got all this like down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing Endgame when, in the like in the most in the most casual way possible, because I wasn't even gonna bother with with trying to get tickets early or any yeah. of that crap. I was like, you know what? 
screw this, it hit up one of my friends who re- shall remain unnamed. Um, he he and I went to the movies. Um, I think it was around like three o'clock or something. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we went to the movie. Our, our showtime started at three. We were there by like noon. <laughs> we were, we were waiting and yeah. we, we got there and then a nice comfortable three hour lead for a three hour movie. So we were at the theater for like six or seven hours. Yeah, just, like, even if it's starting at three, it's not starting at three. It's not like three fifteen. Exa- exactly. And we got our we got we got our tickets. We got our snacks. I think we got it snacks twice because we just ate our snacks yeah. while we were in line. So we just chilling, chatting, and we were first in line for about we had like an hour lead on everyone before people started showing up. Yeah, F- first in line, and goddamn, that was such a such a win. Because when they finally let us in, we just sprinted up to the very tippity top of the auditorium, and yeah. the and the poor people had to sit at the very bottom. <laughs> That's the thing. I was lucky enough to get those midnight premiere tickets, but I was like one of the closest rows. Like, mind you, it's IMAX. So no matter what, you're going to get a beautiful view. Yeah. But I specifically remember, I was like, I'm trying to explain this in a way that still sort of makes sense in an audio-only format. I was at like the bottom left of the screen. I was looking up towards the screen and I was on the left. I was not near the center at all. I was like one of the last seats on the edge. I've never been that low in an IMAX theater um, because if I if I can get to, if I can get top rows then I'm gonna go to a different screen and yeah honestly yeah. I'm not trying to bother with a subpar seating. No, that's fair. But I mean, I have to see it. But I remember. Okay, I'm gonna go like completely off topic, but not really because it's for the purposes yeah. of, of talking about an audience about an audience experience. Uh, me and a few buddies went to go see 2018's uh, How- Halloween, like the reboot. Oh, the re- yes. The requel, I think, whatever it is. Like, it's a, yeah, it's a requel. Um, and it, this was this was opening night. I was very excited for this movie. So, we were 14 at the time, so we were we were definitely not, not allowed in. Yeah. Um, so, I just got my, my, uh, my pops to just say, hey, like, I'm sticking with them. And then he just left as soon as like you know he let us they they got Edison so we were at a nice uh, theater full of adults and young young adults and all that crap mm-hmm. and these people uh, so th- there's there's four of us and we're sitting in um in a line and these two people they just they just straight kick us out they're like hey you know these are our our seats like like get get out of here I'm like what we showed we have reserve seats jackass come on don't be like that and we showed them our tickets they're like no guys like come on wait get out of here they definitely did not have those seats and we were and they only kicked two of us out so two of my friends were getting getting pretty great seats and me my friend me me and uh, one of my friends had to sit at the very bottom of the movie oh that's horrible not the very bottom like the top of the of of the bottom layer and it was yeah, it was cool. okay, but oh my god, that no, it's all the more frustrating because you got, like unrightfully. Kicked and that's out. and that's the last time I I, d- I deal with shit like that. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I was fourteen. I didn't want to get my ass kicked by ass kicked by this nineteen year old kid. Yeah, exactly. Type right. shit. At that point, you're not trying I'm, to stand I'm, up for that. <laughs> not, like, bro, like, like why me? Yeah, no, I. <laughs> Probably because we're a bunch of kids, but whatever shit happens. Yeah. So I don't deal with that anymore. I wish, I mean. I don't know if I prefer reserved seating, reserved seating, or just first come first serve type shit. Um, 
I'm death and reserved. I am, I, you know, I'm the biggest over planner. I need a clear plan for everything mm-hmm. I'm doing. So I need that reserve. I need to go in and be like, okay, G17, that is my seat. I'm going to sit here and I'm settled. I mean, I think it works for big movies, but like, you know, um, you know, when you, or when I, um, go to see movies on my own, y'all clown me for that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you I guys should, you guys should try it out sometime. It's I, not I, a, I've been debating. It's, it's not, not the worst idea. It's not a bad idea at all. You guys don't. No one, no one bothers you. You don't have to deal with frustrating planning. You just, you just feel like you just go like, hey, you know what? I feel like seeing a movie today. Yeah. You just go. You go to the theater and you buy your ticket right up. No reserve seeing nothing. You just sit right down and have a, and just be distracted for two hours and yeah. and it's quite and it's great. And I'm not the only one, honestly. I've seen I've seen some when I went to go see Pearl, um, in September. There was it, it was me. It was quite an empty theater. There was me and like like four other people were like on their own too. People like people, people see see movies like that on their own type shit. Mm-hmm. I you should try it out sometime. Honestly, I've I've been debating it. I I probably will one time. Like, mm-hmm. I was telling you my plan. Once Avengers Secret Wars comes out, I'll probably watch that once myself just so I can like bask in its glory. And then yeah. I'll watch with friends. Because watching then I, then I can deal with all their questions. Because <laughs> oh my god, Secret Wars is gonna be huge. Secret Wars is gonna be huge. Because it's, Marvel's, it's like, cameo Marvel, Marvel, Marvel's already been mainstream, but it's even more mainstream than ever now. Like, it's going to be bigger than Endgame, and I know this for I, a fact. It's been mainstream since uh, since 2008. Yeah, but I, I know, but especially, like, now, I, just, I feel like it's even, I feel like it's bigger now than it ever has been. And by the time Secret Wars comes out, everybody's going to want to see think, it. I think, no, I, I think you're wrong, honestly. I think Endgame was, I think Endgame was its peak. Because, you know, you hear a lot of people... Cloud Marvel, like, terrible CGI nowadays. Mm-hmm. These movies are subpar. How many people do do you talk about? Do you hear talking about Shang Chi? Not that many. People said it was good, but it yeah. just doesn't leave much of an impact because everyone. It just really it it really hit the slope after after uh, Endgame. Okay, well then here's my proposition. I think it can be bigger than Endgame, depending on what the trailers show. Because Endgame tried to hide a lot of its major, major plot points, obviously, because it was meant to be a big surprise reveal, mm-hmm. time travel, everything. Now, we already know Secret Wars is going to involve the multiverse, but based on the fact it's in the multiverse saga, everything leading up to its middle of the multiverse, and it's, it's, it's obviously going to be somewhat adapted off the Secret Wars comic. If they start showing off, like, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in the trailer, or, like, you can like, imagine something crazy, like Chris Evans as the Human Torch from the Fantastic Four. If they start showing off people from these legacy movies, or even bring back meme characters like Howard the Duck, the 1973 version. I really want a Howard the Duck movie. <laughs> or if, or if, we, if we get confirmation that Toby's going to be back, and going to be back, or I think biggest of all, if they dare show off a frame of an Iron Man suit, their RDJ in the trailer, it will be bigger than the game. I think undoubtedly it will be bigger than but Endgame. Why is it bigger than Endgame? It's it's a cheap way to be bigger oh, than I'm, Endgame. I mean, hundred percent. But it's, I'm just saying it will be. People will want yeah, to see will. that much more. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, at, at this point, we'll, we will have been what by Secret Wars comes out, I believe, 2026. We will have been seven years without RDJ, the the face of the MCU. I mean, in my opinion, the face of the MCU. There is no MCU without Iron Man. Well, yeah, you say that, but you you're first in line to every one of them. Every every one of the movies. Yes, I understand. No, 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 it never would have existed. Yeah. It, it can continue to exist now, but then again, they bring up this guy in like almost every single project. Yeah, Eternals brings up Iron Man. What are they going to do with Tony Stark now? We're, we're getting Iron Heart. Literally, someone living off of the Stark tech to create their, her own new suits. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, Eternals. Yeah, that's a fun one. That's a fun one to talk <laughs> yeah. about. Too. I haven't oh, seen we, it. Oh, I'll, I haven't I'll, seen I'll it. I'll make you see it and we can make a nice episode about that one. <laughs> oh my god. That may be the one where I agree with you more than any other. <laughs> yeah, Phase 4. I mean, I think the biggest is, without, without question, No Way Home. Oh, Honestly, man. since Endgame. I, don't, I think it was Endgame and I think the biggest one since is No Way Home. Oh, 100%. But, but why is it bigger? Because... Okay, with Endgame and Infinity War, it makes it makes all the more sense to me. It is a it, it's it's an episodic format, um, which I honestly hate to say because because people like blow that out of proportion nowadays. People just say it's you know it's this movie is just leading to another. It's pe- people like really get angry at that um, at that uh, at that point like. Nowadays, to say, yeah. oh, like, what's the point of, of it anymore? But, like, we did really do that also, like, since t- 2008's Iron Man. Like, yeah. they they teased the Avengers. Uh, yeah, immediately. And, the first movie. But, before Marvel even knew they could do the Avengers, they were already teasing the Avengers. But before there was cameos, there was there was movies starring their own character. And yeah. I much prefer that more. You know, you have your yeah. Iron Man trilogy, you have your Thor duology, you have your Captain America trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, those came out, um, you know, with characters in, being introduced, like other other side characters being introduced and shit, and then everyone coming together. Okay, for, well, I mean, if, for we're, if we're gonna say that, I'd argue the Cap duology then, because Civil War is basically Avengers two point five. Yeah, and that that had the yeah. whole cast of Avengers and new faces like the Black Panther and mm-hmm. Spider Man, or Spider Man new to an extent. Exactly. So yeah, that happened, and I, I much prefer just all these people coming together, without this. That were just cameos because obviously this is gonna. It, this isn't really. It's not really a cameo fest. This is. It's like it's more of a celebration, I guess. It is. I, th- I think Endgame especially was. So like you, you've made the point to me. Endgame is much less a movie as it is an event. It mm-hmm. is the culmination of the Infinity Saga. The culmination of eleven years of Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, yeah. We get everyone, or just about everyone, who is ever in any of these movies to kind of come back and do their thing. As so many people get their moments, you know. Cap gets the wheeled Mjolnir that we teased four years earlier in Age of Ultron when he gets that minuscule lift. Tony gets to finally, you know, fulfill his destiny to whatever you might extent you like to call it, of saving the world, which, I mean, Yinsen pretty much predicted in the first Iron Man movie. Um, Thor, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't really like Thor. <laughs> he plays Fortnite. <laughs> Thor was, was fat and he played Fortnite. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's why oh, Thor's yeah. still alive. You know, his character arc isn't over yet. They, they have to fix it. Maybe you should have said this like 20 minutes ago, but uh, spoilers. <laughs> but y'all had enough time to see this. Yeah, if you haven't seen Endgame by now, why are you listening to a podcast about Marvel? Yeah, yeah spoilers. Oops. Spoilers for everything. Yeah, spoilers for... <laughs> yeah. Oops. Oopsies. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I much prefer the, like, character, like, event, you know, mash up all into this Frankenstein of, a, of an event movie just to defeat a purple man more than, more than what people are going to definitely expect in Secret Wars, which is just, you know, the heroes that are in the MCU right now, plus a thousand upcoming yeah, possible just- cameos. I that's, mean, that's why I, I hope it's everyone. That's the thing. Because I'm, I'm very different than you. I, I live to see these characters. I, I am the Leonardo DiCaprio ring where he's just pointing at the TV like, <gasps> yeah. uh, oh my god, it's, it's, it's him. It's, mm-hmm. it's Hugh Jackman from X-Men. It's, it's Chris Evans from, from Human Torch. It's, I don't even know who plays Ghost Rider. Actually, I never watched the Ghost Rider movie, but it's him. You don't know who played Nicholas? It was Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage was Ghost Rider? Yes. In, in Ghost, Rider, Ghost Rider 1 and 2. There's two of them? 
Yes, uh, there's a Ghost Rider, and there's Ghost Rider 2 Spirit of Vengeance or oh some bullshit gosh. like that. Yeah, huh. he, yeah, he's a perfect Ghost Rider, honestly. He's, huh. it, it's Nicholas motherfucking Cage. Damn. Huh. I had uh, no idea. Excuse me. <coughs> Ooh. Yeah, definitely excuse me. Jesus. Yeah, if he shows up, then I'm in, then I'll be there. <laughs> I love Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I'll just tell you he's gonna show up, even if he's not. Um, if he shows up, then you show up. Yeah, so, so that's what, people just want everybody to show up. I do. It's a, it's show. a win. For, it's a win for marketing reasons, but oh, it's it's, such a, win for it's, it's a very cheap shot in my opinion. Yeah, but I mean, like in Marvel's defense, I mean everybody knows, like like No Way Home, they didn't have to market Toby Andrews. Everybody knew it, but they don't. At least prior to the movie coming out, they don't market the movie as it's going to be the three Spider-Men. They say this is Tom Holland's third solo adventure. You know what? You're right. I never even thought about that. At least they don't market it as They a didn't say, hey market. guys, come watch the three Spider-Men. They were actively, I say in quotes, actively trying to dispel the rumors. But at the same time, Disney is not a dumb company. They're a multi-billion dollar company for a reason. I'm sure they know that everyone else knows that Andrew and Toby were going to be mm-hmm. there. And so they send Andrew on this PR tour to say, "No, I'm not. I'm not going to be in it. I'm not going to be in it." Yeah. <laughs> oh God, Andrew. Andrew did a really terrible job at. Oh, it was awful. He, he did the best. He, he did the best he, he could. Though. Good, but, it's, but what's interesting is what can he say? I believed him less than I. Like, I believed him not being in it less than I believed Tobey Maguire, who when he was asked, he directly said yes. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's like this one internet clip where Tobey Maguire's just walking down the street with like I don't know his girlfriend, his wife, whoever it is. And somebody just yells out, hey, Toby, you in the new Spider-Man movie? He's like, yeah. I think that's a better answer than, than to say... Yeah, uh, because the thing is, I, like, he sounds like he's joking. I'm like, okay, he's, he's joking. He's not in it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Andrew's like, no, 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 I'm not in it. I'm not in it, guys. I'm, I'm like, yes, you are. <laughs> Who are you? Yes, you are. Why did he... Oh, God. God damn it, Andy. Um, yeah. I think my favorite response uh, when someone was uh, asked if they're going to be returning is... Uh, you know, everyone's favorite Spider-Man 3's Venom, Topher Grace. This was on Reddit or something. I saw, like, a thread on it on, uh, on Twitter or something. Um, someone asked him, Hey, you coming up? Are you going to be in No Way Home? He said, Of course I am. You know, uh, my Venom is going to show up. Tom Hardy's Venom is going to show up. Uh, and then we're going to have this huge, uh, like, uh, gangbang sesh or something. <laughs> um, and then, and then the, and then the green, uh, the... Green Goblin is gonna show up, and uh, we're all gonna team up and like play a game of chess. And and like the, he was so dumb about it, yeah. Like very, very on the nose about it. And I think that was the be- best response he can say. Yeah, no, I like that. However, it was in written, you know, it was written. Yeah. So like he had time to think about a response, yeah. something like that. Andrew though, Andrew though, when he was on what Jimmy Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. He, he was on. He was on the. Fl- he was on the fly. He was everywhere, especially, especially like um. What was it? Uh, Tick Tick Boom came out like a month before No Way Home. Exactly. So he was doing his PR tour for Tick Tick Boom, and everyone's like, "Hey, so a cool movie, but uh, so what's going on with No Way Home?" Yeah. Like everyone's. Not- like, I mean, like, I think they, it's their job. They're trying to get that scoop. They're trying to get them to slip up so they can post the article first. Andrew Garfield in No Way Home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, feel bad. I kind of feel bad for the guy at the same time. Assuming it's not an all-planned PR move, I love Tick Tick Boom, and I think he deserves a lot of recognition for that movie. And I feel like a lot of it was overshadowed by, "Hey Andrew, are you in No Way Home?" Yeah, I mean, like, come on, uh, come on, uh, what do you call him, paparazzi? Talk about the, ask about the movie. He's yeah, in, ask about the movie he's actually starring in. Yeah, like at the time, at least. Exactly. But whatever. 
I think we got really off track there. What were we talking about? Anything? <laughs> okay, we've been talking about We're talking about the, just talking about like the future of Mar- like yeah, like, future, just like Endgame being. I mean, Endgame wasn't a cameo fest. Endgame was the characters. It was characters that we that we saw. Yeah, it's the characters we would build into the MCU. I wouldn't call it a cameo fest. And Secret I'm, Wars would be a cameo fest. Yeah, God damn it! <laughs> it's gonna be here before we know it. Uh, I can't along, wait. along with ten others, you know, getting like eight projects a year. Yeah. You know, we got. What's next coming out besides Quantum Mania? Uh, after Quantum Mania, I think we're gonna get. I think Secret Invasion is a show oh, that's it's supposed to spring. Yeah. Uh, and then after that is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I'm really excited for that one. I, know I love Guardians. I'm excited. I love, I love, I'm excited that you're excited for that one. I love James Gunn. I love his first two Guardians movies. I think first two Guardians, Infinity War. I think those are some some top tier MCU movies. I love the the Suicide Squad, the one that he made, and. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's why he's uh, the head of the DC uh, yeah. DC now. Sorry, well sorry, Snyder fans. <laughs> you guys, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys are fucked. Sorry. Um, so uh, yeah, so talking to, about going back to of uh, Endgame here. So we watched the last night. Yes. We, and I haven't seen it since. Uh, I first saw it in the theater. When did you before last night? When did you last? See My it? last time seeing Endgame in full was Christmas Day, two thousand and twenty-one. I was stuck at home with COVID and I had nothing to do, so I called up one of my friends and we watched Avengers Endgame because they had never seen it before. So I was like, okay, we're gonna do this. We're both stuck at home because they had like a I think they had a relative sick with COVID. I was I mean I had COVID. I wasn't really feeling sick, so I was like, let's do it. Avengers mm-hmm. Endgame. Is, that, is this like your, your comfort movie? Nice, comfortable three hours clock? <sighs> Endgame's not my comfort movie. I think my comfort movie is like the Peanuts movie. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair answer. But Endgame is, it's something I love watching like once every like two years. I'm just reminded of like, at least to me, how glorious it is. Mm-hmm. Final battle, like a 55 minute final battle is like, oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, I can't, I... I... I didn't know that the like the final battle starts only two hours in. Yeah. It's. I didn't really feel the runtime that much. I really didn't. I feel like I used to. I mean, I really didn't this time. I think our experience was was uh, enhanced with Fior. Yes. <laughs> yes. Shadow think, Fior. I think we should keep him Fior just in case. Yeah. Fior is not actually his name, so we're gonna just leave him like that. Shadow Fior. Yeah. Yeah, and this movie is actually Fior approved. Who, uh, who, yeah, who approved. he probably hates Marvel more than I do. So yeah, he, he really does. <laughs> and he actually liked this movie. Yeah, he liked this and Infinity War. I think he liked. He and liked, he liked the two most glorious reviews. And, and he liked Civil War. Remember that one? He also? did really like Civil War. Yeah. So yeah, we got Fior's approval. On I, that I mean, one. He, he definitely likes No Way Home. I think he's just sick of No Way Home because I made it. Like he's now seen it like three times, four times. We watched it premiere in, in theaters. We watched it one time when we watched it during school because we had nothing better to do. Um, we watched the re-release in theaters with the, the extended cut, mm-hmm. and then we all watched it again for the one-year anniversary. Well, that was my one and a half times seeing No Way Home, just, just jumping in like halfway. Yeah. Like, oh yes, yes. I, yes. I showed up late. Yeah. I was like doing. Was I at work? I, I was probably at work. I think you were at work. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Um, I didn't miss much, really. <laughs> no, yeah, no way home. I can't lie. I, lo- I love No Way Home, but all the fun comes when Andrew and Toby show up. That's that's the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. It is. It's more of a one-time watch for me. We, that's fair. We keep okay. We keep getting sidetracked. We keep talking about No Way Home. We'll do that again. I have lost it on No Way Home. Yeah, we should. Um, 
No, I don't want to watch it again. Why do we have to do an episode? I have to, to watch it again. I have that memory. I have that movie completely stored in my memory. I can do a whole episode on the way home right now. But folks, the topic at hand. Avengers. Yes, Avengers Endgame. Um, what was I saying about my about yeah about last night about our first uh, or my second time watching it? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really mind it honestly. I was kind of kind of feeling like. Ugh. Here we go. Yeah. Three hours of MCU mediocrity. <laughs> Here we go. You know, the biggest event of the 21st century. The biggest event in, in cinema ever. Yeah. And it's still a 5 out of 10. And it's a Marvel project. But you've changed your mind. It's no longer a 5 out of 10. It is a, it's a 6. It's a 6 out of 10. <laughs> you got up one point. Yay. So I figured the strategy. Just keep making him watch it. Just keep liking it more. So I don't gu- know. This is a guaranteed effective method. Maybe I'm just more forgiving about it now. Maybe, ju- maybe I'm just more fatigued by Phase 4. Phase 4, I... Yeah. I don't think I'll ever watch. You barely even touched Phase What's the thing? It was only No Way Home because that's what everyone wanted to hey, see. see. Nobody Noi was. Nobody. Come on. Is anyone really excited for Eternals? No. Nobody. Eternals is the one Phase Four movie that went to theaters because Black Widow Black never went to theaters. It's the only Phase Four movie that went to theaters that I didn't see in theaters. I went until it came out on Disney Plus because I just did not care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did not care. Nobody did. At all. It's and, for me. And shout out to, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say their names because they want to really remain nameless, but uh, they saw Eternals and they absolutely mm. loved it. I'm joking. Oh, yeah. they, they friggin' hated they it. Hate it. <laughs> I've never heard someone complain about a movie so much. I'm talking to you right now. Honestly. You know what? Screw, screw, that, screw that one guy. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> screw that one guy. I'm trying to be like trying to do like, new and different things. <laughs> I don't want to keep talking about it. can't sidetrack. I just want to keep talking about, I don't know, MCU is something you can just talk about for hours. Yeah, there's just so many points to tackle it, but Endgame. Let's, well, let's go piece by piece. Act 1. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, let's go, yeah, let's start with that. So, Act 1, we, we, have, we have the Avengers immediately, Captain Marvel shows up just about instantly, immediately. They go after Thanos, they show up, the stones are gone, they kill Thanos. Well, I thought by Act One, I thought you meant we're gonna start from like go by like kind of like scene by scene. We're with uh, Hawkeye and his family. Okay, and, sure, yeah. And again, yeah so let's yeah. go back to the very, very yes, yeah. yeah. Movie opens up in a, in a very, very untraditional way, Marvel wise, because we start we start with Hawkeye, one of the least important characters when it comes to the Avengers, in my opinion. Yeah, he could have been snapped away. Yeah, useless as bow and arrow. Exactly, mofo. But of course, he wasn't going to be because you know it's Marvel. The original six has to stay alive because this is their goodbye movie, or at least for the most part, this is their goodbye movie. We have all the least important characters still getting to continue going with uh, Hawkeye getting his own show, Black Widow being dead, getting her own movie, and I can go on about this. But regardless, we open up with Hawkeye. The kids get dusted away. Um, and then the credits roll. It's pretty, pretty chilling. Um, pretty, pr- pretty scary opening, honestly. Yeah. And um, you know the Marvel logo, the ugly ass Marvel logo shows up. My God, <laughs> I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be nitpicky this whole time. Oh my gosh! In case you find what I complain about the Marvel logo. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm. Not, I don't even have a reason. I'm just. It's, I'm just sick of it. Mm-hmm. But moving on, so Iron Man and Nebula are... They've been stuck, stuck up in space for about, th- what, three weeks now? Yeah, three weeks. <clears throat> three weeks and one day, actually. 20, mm-hmm. Day 22. Two days, right. 
and uh, playing, uh, what is it, what are they playing on the paper football? Paper football, that's it, yeah. And uh, Nebula, I'm surprised, like, Nebula has always been like a weird character to me. She always looks like, she always, she's always looked like a bug to me. Those big ass eyes. Yeah, no, I get that. She looks that. like a bug. It's kind of, she's kind of creepy. Yeah. I love her actress though. She's she's very cool. Yeah, and I, I like the development because Nebula was so like dehumanized. She was just an I hate Gamora. I hate Gamora. I must be better than Gamora. Yeah. And so they finally gave her I, I think the most minuscule amount of development where she plays paper football with Tony and they shake hands like over it's, a good it's, game. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. How did they get in that spaceship from? And leading up from Infinity War. Because the Guardians landed on Titan when they go to fight Thanos, but then everybody on Titan except for Tony and Nebula gets snapped away. The Guardians all snapped, Doctor Strange snapped, and then Spider-Man snapped. On Titan, was that the planet they fought Thanos on? Yeah, that's Thanos' home planet. So the ship was just... The Guardians flew their ship Okay, okay. I I forgot Nebula was in there. It was on... Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, she she helped with the fight against Thanos in Infinity War. Not much. She hit him with some metal sticks, but I mean, she was there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was quite an infuriating scene. Like, oh, wait, 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 in, in like the good way, trying to, when they were kicking the shit out of Thanos there. Yeah. And he's just not dying, not, like, just keep, he keeps getting up. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, like, I remember Thanos down. in Infinity War is one of my favorite fight scenes ever. Just, oh my, it, it just kick his ass, man. Yeah, just not all Come that on. for a drop of blood. <laughs> All that for a drop of clout. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but that, and one of my favorite Tony quotes, which I'm sure you're, you're going to call this Marvel here, you're going to hate on it, but when... Clearly you never made an omelet. <laughs> when Thanos drops the moon on him, and then Tony comes back like two minutes later, and he's like, you drop another moon on me, and I'm going to lose it. And then just Brody starts beating the hell out of him, and I loved it. I'm eating it, I'm like, Yes! <laughs> Yeah, how Marvel of them. How very Marvel-esque. Yeah, I, I, I know it's Marvel humor. I can hear it in it. But that, that is Tony's character to me. He yeah, is he's sarcastic. A, he just comes in with little witty comebacks. There's a, no huge punchline. He's, 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 he's just a jackass. Yeah. It's just little jabs. <laughs> and I just love that. You, you drop another boon on me and I'm going to lose it. Mm-hmm. And just start beating the hell out of him. Yeah. Mind you, beating the hell out of him means literally one drop of blood. But... Yeah. I think you mean quote. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Um... So then, you know, Captain Marvel comes out of nowhere, and speaking of Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel was, like, the movie was not a prerequisite to watching Endgame. No, it really wasn't. All you had to know was that she is a character that is in the universe. Yeah. That's it. And she's, like, just pretty much Marvel's Superman. Yeah. But, um, alas... So she picks, uh, she just drags the ship, what, how many light years away from Earth? That's a thousand light years. I, think that's what I mean, Tony may have been exaggerating. Yeah. But regardless, it was Alarm, very, very far in space. Alarm, they had to jump to hyperspeed to get there in the first place. Yeah. Wait, how does Captain Marvel go into light speed? She can fly. She's got, she's got Marvel powers. <laughs> she's both, got both Marvel Captain powers. Marvel and also, like, the, the power of plot rating. Oh, yeah, that too. So brings them back to Avengers HQ. I think. Yeah. Start new tower. Not tower, just station. Yeah. Tower was long destroyed. So who's left that was uh that wasn't snapped away? Okay, we well, have the original six, of course: Tony, Cap, Bruce, Nat, Hawkeye, and Thor. Um. Thank God, Don Cheadle. Left. Don Cheadle. Uh, uh, Rocket. Yeah, Rocket's still there. Uh, we got Nebula, of course. We got Captain Marvel. Um, we have Pepper, if you want to count her. She, uh, she does play a, a mm-hmm. small role in the ending fight. 
Uh, we have Ant Man stuck in the quantum realm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he comes out of uh, out of his there. out of his white van. Yeah, white time travel. Um, van. and I'm thinking that's it for the main heroes that I yeah. can think of right now. There might be some glaring person I'm forgetting about, but I think that's it. I think that's everyone. Yeah. Um. So what did they do after that again? Nah, it's pretty much straight to Thanos at that point. They find out that well, Thanos that's, yeah, that's, I, I totally forgot that they go straight. They, yeah. They, they finally use the stones. Captain Marvel's like, "Where are you going?" I'm gonna, I'm gonna go kill Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's go do that. Yeah, so and gonna... that caught me so off guard because they go there and within thirty seconds of them fighting him, or not even fighting, restraining him more specifically. Wait, but what was he cooking? That's out? a good question. <laughs> what was Thanos cooking? What was he cooking? Like, bro, like there is probably an ungodly amount of theories on what he was cooking. I know it's. It's 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 honestly more important than like the actual story. Yeah. And the actual you know bring the whole, the whole problem of uh, these people being snapped away. Screw all that. What was he cooking? Exactly. What was he cooking? But I gotta say, like that scene like shocked me because in the trailers, you know, we we don't find out, of course, that it's 2014 as they fight. In the trailers, we just see them walk into Thanos with his armor on. So we just think that they're going to spend these three hours preparing for Thanos, somehow getting ready for this fight. Mm-hmm. And within the first half hour of the movie, his head is sliced off clean. And it's... Like, this is three weeks after Endgame, and he is just dead. Because the five-year time jumps after that. Yeah, that, like, that Thanos, Thanos... They wasted no time. Th- Thanos really died by decapitation. Yeah. <laughs> like, A the, very like, non-MCU, like, like, PG-13 thing I expected to see. And there was... There was blood. And yeah, was, and you I see was, the little blood squirting out of his neck. I was like, damn, isn't he okay? Yeah. I see you. I guess because he's not human that they're okay to show that. I mean, no, no, was he, was, was it red blood? Was it black blood? It was like, I think it was like No, blue. it was red, because remember, he gets, when he gets punched in the face, he, yes, he, ble- he bleeds right, red. Yes, right. Yeah, so it was definitely red red blood. Yeah. Even them coming in and chopping on his hand right away, I was okay, whatever. I mean, okay. A little bit surprised, but not mm. too shocked, but whatever. It's, it, it's happened before. But the, and then, the head slice. And then he Ooh. went. For, and then we. And then Thor went for the head. Yes, and that I even you appreciate. That was a good that, setup. That is a one year setup joke. Yeah, one year setup. Perfect. <laughs> I went for the head. <laughs> you went for the head. So. Yeah. And that's it. We almost. I think almost immediately after that, we we get the five year time jump. We see Joe Russo talking to Chris Evans in the support group about him asking his boyfriend out on a date. Oh, wait, seriously, he was gay? Yeah, oh, or, uh, the character was. I don't know if Joe Russo actually is. Oh, wow, I did But yeah, he was saying something about asking his boyfriend or something, something. I didn't catch on to that. Um, so yeah, we're five years in the future now. Everyone's everyone's kind of doing their own shtick. Uh, Hawkeye's doing some hitman work in Japan. Uh, yes, Ronin, uh, the assassin. Not Ronin the accuser, because there's two different Ronins. Um... You know, everyone's favorite part of, of uh, New Hulk, uh, he's turned oh, someone into Pro- Professor Hulk. Oh, Lord. Honestly, I don't mind it. I very much do. I don't mind it. Maybe, I probably I probably would hate it. I mean, I do understand the, like why people don't like it. It's just, it's just not Hulk. It's just Banner, but it's just green. It's not even that. I'm perfectly okay with Professor Hulk. As a matter of fact, I was looking forward to Professor Hulk, but it just happened out of nowhere. Yeah. It... Especially because, especially because, there is a deleted scene from Infinity War where, I don't know if you were, I don't know how well you remember Infinity War, because you didn't watch it with us, did you? I didn't watch it too long ago. I think I may have watched it like a year ago or something. Okay, I don't know how well you remember it. But there's this scene where Bruce is in the Hulkbuster and he's fighting um, uh, Obsidian 
like on Wakanda. In yeah, in Wakanda. Wakanda. He's yeah. fighting. He said yeah, Obsidian, Call Obsidian, the big dude with like the the swingy hammer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So when he, when he like you know when he gives him the glove, sends him flying up into the sky, and he burns. <laughs> the original version of the scene, the cut version of the scene, he doesn't do that. He starts screaming at Hulk, and Hulk comes out. He breaks out of the Hulkbuster and starts pounding the hell out of Call Obsidian. I think I've seen that. And so there, there's actually development there where Bruce and Hulk solve their issues, and I'm like, okay. This is the story. They gave us that. They gave us a little bit more. They gave us like a little two-minute montage of Bruce experimenting on himself at the Gamble Lab over what was like eighteen months. I think he said it was in game. And then sure, give us Professor Hulk. I don't mind Professor Hulk. I'm just so upset about how it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. We spend Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War just really diving into this deep, like, tension, really tense relationship between Bruce Banner and the Hulk, and it's it's just solved off screen. I really yeah, like that. It's, it's been five years. Like, come on, show us. Like, show what the hell they've been doing. Yeah. Type, type shit. But I don't mind it. I think it's kind of cute. However, in one scene, he... Oh, my God. <laughs> Professor Hulk hits a dab. Oh, well, yeah. That's, yeah, it's his first scene where we see him in the restaurant. <laughs> oh, my God. He dabs the wrong way, which pisses me off yeah, the most. he was like... No, he looks... He, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's doing some A-train shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's doing the A train pose. He's like A train baby. He's like he he's like both arms pointed at the sky, but yeah. his head is in the direction of of his arms are yeah, going. Yeah, he's like yeah, yeah. Like he, he comes the A train. No, that's not how you dab. Yeah. Pro Hulk, and they're supposed to be a professor at this. Yeah, that all combined with like the Thor Fortnite scene was pretty unbearable for me, yeah. honestly. But. Back to the five-year jump. What's everyone been doing? Tony's. Um, Tony's started a family. Yeah, he has. A, he has. A, he has a daughter. Morgan. Morgan, yes. Um, uh, Hawkeye's doing. Hey, man, we're what's not doing? She's growing out her hair and uh, <laughs> chilling at Avengers HQ. Yep. Eating sandwiches. Pretty, pretty nice sandwiches. Captain Marvel got a haircut, which I will uh, refrain a, from sharing my opinions on. Got a got a Karen cut. We yeah. can call it that. Yeah. Uh, Don Cheadle is still paralyzed, and now he's in Mexico. He's in Mex. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he he's just says that. He just says that in a hologram. Yeah. He's. I think he's with Nat, no? He's just chilling. No, he was in a hologram too. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. The, the only ones at Avengers HQ were just uh, Steve and Nat. Okay. Um, so after that, what do they do after they... Oh, what? what yeah, yeah. Ammon yeah, shows up. Yeah, uh, that's right. Ammon uh, comes out of the... Out of the, the, the real movie. hero of the movie is the rat that activates the van. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm sorry. Without that's, him, that, without that rat, there's nothing. That is dumb as hell. How the frick does this this piece of shit rat just step on a few buttons and and saves Ant Man? He could have been stuck in there until. That's why. That's why I originally thought Quantum Mania was. I thought he. Why? Why the fuck did I think is that he was still? Is he still there? Or like the whole movie was is it takes place kind of before? Oh. Well, it was like the whole movie was in. I thought the whole movie was in was in there. Oh. Like like his whole the whole time, of the entirety of Quantum Mania is him oh, is, is no. there. Yeah, that's way off. Because I mean, the Wasp in twenty eighteen. They're not gonna be like five years. They I don't know. He's been in there for five years. This movie. Uh, that's true. Eh, yeah. yeah. Dumbass rat saves. Saves everyone. <laughs> Great. And then it's like pretty much immediately after that, Emmett well, comes out. He goes to see um, if his daughter's dead because he, he doesn't he doesn't know about Thanos. He doesn't know about the snap, but he sees these murals. Because he's been gone die. for he's been gone for in in real time for in his time five like five, five minutes. Hours. Yeah, five, five hours. hours. Five hours. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and he comes back to see this 
desolate world and see these giant plaques of just people who I'm are just, gone. I'm he doesn't just, know about Thanos, he doesn't know about the snap, but he knows that these people are dead. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gone. And he goes so to he's, see- he's there to look for Cassie Lang, and thank God he sees no Lang but Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul Rudd's amazing reaction. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god! And, and um... Yeah, so, honestly, if it weren't for Ant-Man jumping, jumping out of the white van, this... He wouldn't have given the the, the Avengers, like, the, the original kick yeah. to say, hey, we, we need to go save everyone. No one was really on board with that. Because they, 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 they just assumed there was no way. Yeah. Time travel is the only way you can solve that issue, and there there was not even a concept for it. Because while Tony figured it out, he he, he would have never known to think about the quantum realm because he'd never been there. I'm sure he didn't even know it existed. Yeah. You know, the whole thing is, like, sure, Tony's a genius. He's, like, the second smartest person in the MCU, only behind Reed Richards. Who, I mean, it doesn't even exist in the MCU yet. Yeah, what do you um, think? Well, yeah, who do you think should who do you think should play Reed Richards? Personally, I love John Krasinski. I, it's all but confirmed I, it's not going to be him. I don't but think I it's going to be him. I, yeah, I think he was a pretty pretty smart choice. Yeah, but, it, was, it was literally just a fan cast at the same time. But but, but Multiverse of Madness is its own thing, which I have not oh seen. Lord, oh lord! One, <laughs> one day, one day we'll watch it. Multi- so like, maybe who knows? Maybe, maybe Multiverse of Madness is like to like maybe that to me is like to your endgame. Maybe I'll go back and maybe I'll like it. Yeah, well, it's not my end game. It's 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 just kind of this fun adventure because it's directed by you know, the the OT Spider Man director. No, but I'm saying like you originally didn't really like Endgame, and now it's it's grown on you a little bit at least. Yeah. So maybe maybe that'll be multiverse of madness for me. I mean, you didn't like. You I know mean, the story. I was already having a bad day. When yeah, I was like that. because of personal reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> couldn't really enjoy it, but that's not not something to talk about. So. Yeah. Um. So were we on uh, Scott Lang's back, Ammon's yeah. back, and he's fun, and he's trying to, and he's like, hey, you know, or his daughter's alive. His, he finds out his daughter's alive. Yeah, so he's, he runs to her. He's well, finally gets recast out of this movie. I was hated her performance, but. <laughs> oh, p- poor gal. Yeah. Oh, side, oh, another side note. I'm going to keep getting off track yeah, here. That's fine. Um, poor Hannah Baker actor. Yeah, she didn't uh, even get into the final cut. <laughs> she didn't make it to the final cut. Oh, that is that's so pain. What's her name? Catherine. I think it's Catherine Langford. It sounds I'm, very familiar. I'm gonna. I'm yeah, gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be so pissed if I don't get her. I don't want to get any anyone anyone wrong. Yeah. She's gonna look up thirteen reasons why. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. She's. <laughs> I just call her Hannah Baker. That's all I know. I right. mean, she was in Knives Out also, which was amazing. That is true. She was in that. I also just called her Hannah Baker. In Catherine Baker. Langford. Yeah, yeah, that's her. Yeah, she's. I don't even remember what her character name was in Knives Out. I literally just called her. Yeah, Hannah she Baker. was. She was pretty minuscule. Yeah. Okay. Um, oops. So that that happens. Yeah, poor, poor poor girl couldn't make the final cut of the biggest movie ever. Yeah. So Scott runs back to his daughter, who's five years older. They reconcile, and but what what happens? He he run, he, he runs to the Avengers. He runs to the Avengers immediately, and he's like, "What happened? Yeah. Well, like, what like we need to do? We need, what?" <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't find that meme funny. <laughs> I don't, I've never, I don't even know where it's from. I've only heard Fior say it. I've never yeah. heard anyone else say yeah. it. So I just know Fior's, what happened? <laughs> you know, I've heard some, some, some people. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> killed the joke. Oh, there you, there you go. I, and, I see now. And I'm, you know, the more I hear about stuff, the more I'm, the more, the more mainstream it gets, the more you just like you it. You know, the more fatigue, I, I'm just, yeah, stop this mainstream bullshit. I like I like this movie. It was it's mainstream. I, I like know, it. I know. Um, so Ant Man goes back and he's like, "Hey, we gotta get everyone back." And they're like, "No, it's can't do it. It's over." 
Um, yeah, because uh, in Black Widow's like, I'm sorry, it must have been a long five years, and he's like, that's the thing. It wasn't. Yeah. It's a very short five, it was five hours. So before they introduce time travel, which is which is huge, yeah. all things considered, did they do they consider first going through the quantum realm to like a different time? Is that is that what time travel is? That's, 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 that's basically just what time travel just is. Just go in the it's quantum just, realm. Yeah, you go into the quantum realm, you navigate it, and you come out in a different place. Okay. So yeah. it's essentially time travel. Mm-hmm. And I remember stumbling across a video one time, you know, thank God for a recommendation on, on YouTube. Uh, I, I saw a video, I can't remember the guy who made it. It was a, vid- a video saying Avengers Endgame is terrible. <laughs> it is. Of course, you're so thankful for that video. But I'm not thankful for it because it's almost two and a half hours. <laughs> the whole, I'm pretty sure, I made it like, four, like 30 or 40 minutes in. The whole, the whole time is just breaking down the concept of the time travel. Oh my god. And the... And, and what it, what plot holes it brings up and such, I can't even begin to start with that because honestly, time travel for me in movies is it's just best not to think about it, not best not to overthink it. Yeah, they make it pretty clear why they can't go into like way back when when Thanos was a baby and just yeah and just. If, there, there, there were plot holes though. The the most like, there. If you think critically about it, there's some more. But I think the I think the the largest one, which I'm sure we'll get to in a, in a little bit, is just old Captain America. That shouldn't work. He shouldn't be on that bench unless he came out of the quantum realm. But we saw the machine. And he never left that machine. Again, that's something you just better not think about. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I really it's, don't care. The, it really doesn't mind you just to question it. Yeah. Because things that happened in the past do not affect. Do not directly affect the future. Yeah. In this, in this movie's universe, that's how time travel works. Yeah. That's the absolute bare minimum. I mean, I, I understood it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. In theaters, I was confused when Hulk was saying it, but then once they started doing it, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. I get it. You just—it's something you gotta accept. Yeah. And I'm not about to rant, rant on about time travel because. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, my favorite movie of all time, Donnie Darko. That's something. That's a time travel movie. It is. It is. Huh? I it's didn't a, know that. It's time. Tra- it's time travel, but like not until the last act of the movie. Okay. The whole movie has to do with time travel and uh, primary tangent universe type shit. Okay. It is. Deep. That's why. That's where the sci-fi element element comes from. Ah. Okay. Yeah. I see. So, but that that's another episode. So, I time travel is is a risky one. But like in Back to the Future, I've never seen Back to the Future. You haven't. I have never seen Back to the Future. Oh, we are so we're watching it. We're doing an episode on it. <laughs> I have never seen Back to the Future. How does it work? How does it work in that movie? If you I think remember. I, in my opinion, Back to the Future is like the template for time travel. Mm-hmm. I feel like almost everything uses the same way Back to the Future does. And they even reference reference in an Endgame. They just say like, oh, yeah. Back to the Future lied to me. Back to the Future and the way where Doc, Doc, Doctor Emmett Brown, I think, on the Doc, mm-hmm. he he literally explains it on a chalkboard. So you have you have your flow of time. So you can you if you you can go back in time and there is one there is one singular flow of time that if you change something there's a new flow of time but it deletes the old flow of time. There is only one active timeline at any point. That's pretty. So cool. if that's, I go back in, if I go back in time and kill your parents and I come back to now you don't exist. That's it. Damn. Okay. So it, it, it is just very that's plain and simple. Sim- that's pretty simple. All, all I'm simply doing it when I come back when I come back to the future I'm simply just fast forwarding life. Mm-hmm. It's not like I come back here and you're alive, but in like an alternate timeline universe that you're not alive. No, no, you're dead. So there's 
I kind of like that. One sing- it's very one, clean and simple. One singular one singular timeline. Because when you think about it with Endgame, it's like the different timelines are essentially just different universes, but they're not different universes because the multiverse is a separate concept than time travel, and it's, it's just so confusing. Thank God for the thank God for Kevin Feige. Yeah, Back to the Future. The time travel is plain and simple. If there are plot holes, there's never any that I've noticed. It it just makes perfect sense to me. I haven't heard people too complain. Or no. nitpick too much about it. Yeah, like, Back to the Future is a classic. Uh, I've never heard people say I've never even heard anyone say they dislike the movies. Yeah. So I people say they don't, it's not their favorite movie, but I've never even heard anyone say they dislike them. Mm-hmm. I heard Part 2 is also pretty pretty amazing. My opinion, 2 is just as good, if not better than 1. Oh, wow, okay. 3 is easily the worst, but that doesn't make it bad. It's, yeah. just, it's just not, I it's not heard, 2 and 1. I haven't heard too much of Well, one, one, just quick spoiler-free synopsis. 1 is being stuck in the past, 2 is trying to fix the future, and three is being in the Wild West. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen <laughs> so, that. It's a very, very, it's very different. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's how time travel works in the MCU, or in the Endgame. Yeah. At its absolute bare minimum. Yeah. Like, things that happened in the past, and, like, like, like if you go in, uh, into the past, it does not change the present. Yeah. It does, it I think it just starts its own... Like, yeah, because as Hulk says, that past becomes your future and your present becomes your past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that even mean? Can you break that down? Okay, so... Going into the past, that becomes your future because you are now about to live the past, which is your future, even though it was your past. And the present, the place they were in when having the conversation, becomes your past because you've now left that, therefore it is in your past. The thing is, he uses bad terms because he's talking about a personal past, present, future in comparison to an overall timeline past, present, and future. With the, these relative terms, just make it all the more confusing. They could have just did the Doc Brown route yeah. and put on a chalkboard, but instead of just expository dialogue, but alas. Yeah, but um, they had to be able to come back to current time and have it completely unchanged because, you know, a final battle. And there's no way they're going to overcomplicate the time, how time travel works. Yeah, no. In, in, in his final part... Honestly, time travel sounded insane. Like, from the very beginning, I was like, no way they're about to do time travel. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Way more ridiculous. I believe multiverse more than than, than time Same. travel, honestly, because you have characters... Multiverse like, is very clean and easy. Alternate universe. Done. Yeah, exactly. And you have characters like Doctor Strange that make you believe it. Like, time yeah. travel is a whole different animal. Yeah. That's huge. It really is. Yeah, that's... Especially... You know, just when you're trying to combine that with the quantum realm and quantum physics, it's like you're going through so many like science fiction topics. I mean, like, I know I know quantum physics is obviously real, but like the quantum realm and all that is like, mm-hmm. at least the Marvel version of it. Oh, we've been going for about an hour. An hour, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Jesus. Oh, uh, well, that's another hour done on my assignments. Yeah. Great. Um, so that's how time travel works. So they say that they're pretty skeptical because Tony does not want to do it. Yeah, so I just don't want to do it, and they can't really figure it out without him. Mm-hmm. Because, well, then he has a, a, a urethra moment, yes. or a eureka moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the meme, it's like, urethra. <laughs> urethra, yeah. <laughs> so they're doing, uh, so he has, like, this hologram shape. He figures, he figures it out, honestly. Yeah. You know, pro, you know, Skylang and Pro Hulk, they don't have shit on Tony's big brain. Tony they is really the don't. smartest character in the MCU, yeah. at least as of now. Yeah. Mr. Fantastic, does, Reed Richards, does not exist. Yeah. Not in this universe, not yet. Until what, in 2025? Uh, yeah. It was going to be 2024, which I mean, Fantastic Four works perfectly, but nope. 
<laughs> Blade director, I just screwed all up. Oh, I don't even care about Blade. They delete all the movies I care about. Blade's kind of cool. Blade's cool, but yeah. I, I didn't care about Blade nearly as much as I care about Deadpool 3 and Fan 4 and Kang Dynasty, which were all were delayed because of Blade. God damn it. I wonder if it's Wesley Snipes' issue again. I wonder if... Is he, I heard he was a total jackass on the first three mo- for the first three movies like behind the scenes. Oh, Apparently he was stoned out of his mind. Oh my god! You know he was he was too too, oh, too busy being cool and trying some new different. Trying something new and different. <laughs> yeah. Trying something new. Um, so yeah, so Tony as a urethra moment, he goes to. Uh, he just fi- he he figures it all out. With the Morbius strip. The Mor. No, Morbius strip. What? what you, he makes it in the shape of a Morbius strip or a, a Mobius strip. Or Mo- a Morbius strip. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He says that. Um, and he what? He makes his time machine in like thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's, Morgan comes down. Shit! That's shit! It. Juice pops. <laughs> yeah, they have a they have a cute moment there. Yeah. Good for them. Um, so they he builds his time machine in in a really short amount of time. Mm-hmm. He builds it, like, in one night, which is impossible, but... Well, for Tony Stark, but, like, but, super easy, yeah. barely an inconvenience. And we got, and we got a three hour, we got two and a half hours ahead, so we gotta get moving. Yeah. We gotta get this, we gotta get this movies. Yeah. Well, yeah. at that point, at that point, it's, it's, play, it's, it's plotting time. Yeah. We're plotting, we're planning, we have, we have, we're doing our prep time. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> getting, we're getting ready, but we gotta find out when, where, and how to get all six stones, because everyone's only on one round trip, because... Plot devices. Mm-hmm. So they divide up into what four teams, three teams. I think it's it's like three, then that becomes four. So Nebula and Don Cheadle go. Nebula to, and Don Cheadle initially go, go with Hawkeye and Black Widow, but then they split up. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So Hawkeye and and Black Widow they go to get, they go to split up in uh, 2014. 2014 in the warm year to get the Soul Stone. So they go to get the Soul Stone. Um, Don Shido and Nebula split up with Hawkeye and uh, Nat to. Where do they go get the Morad to Power Stone? Yeah, and also also in 2014, yeah. right, right right at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, Cap, Iron Man, Ant Man, and Hulk. Yeah. They go to the first Avengers in 2012. Battle for New York. And yeah, Battle for New York to get the Tesseract. No. Yeah, yeah the Tesseract, yeah, the Space Stone, and also the Mind Stone from Loki Scepter. They're going for two yeah. stones. Mm-hmm. But then they go. But then you know something happens. Yeah. What what happens? How do they screw that up? Um, Loki grabs Tesseract and escapes, which uh, you know very interesting. Considering <laughs> we got a Loki project coming up, I wonder if that's how it starts. Oh, that's mm-hmm. oh that's how. That's how because Loki's Loki's dead in Infinity War. There's no like so Scotty that... bringing him back. It's the 2012 Loki. <laughs> he hasn't lived any of Age of Ultron, Thor: The Dark World, Ragnarok, Infinity War. This is a, a, a practically like cookie cutter template Loki now. That's going to be in the Loki show. Which opens up a lot of interesting possibilities. Because yeah. you, like, the Ragnarok Loki went through a lot of character development. He began to grow a bond with Thor. And Infinity War, he was going to fight to try to save Thor's life. He tried to fight Thanos, which obviously failed immediately. Yeah. But we, we've grown. Whereas this Loki doesn't have any of that. He is pure selfishness. <laughs> Honestly, I think Loki is like top three characters for me in the episode. Really, I love Loki. He is because he's so funny. He's ho- he, I think he's, he's hilarious. Hyster- he's I, hysterical. I don't, I don't really like love him, but I think he's hilarious. And the person who I watch the most MCU movies with, they absolutely hate him. They have no interest in watching 
Wow, I think he's hysterical. Yeah. In the first Avengers, he's really funny. He's hilarious. <laughs> and he's and he's he has he's pretty threatening in the first in the first Avengers yeah. too. When he's threatening. He's he's hilarious. And yeah, like, like, when you think about it, you know, you look at like Thanos, Ultron, Kang, potentially Doom, and then Loki. There's, there's an elephant in the room there, but in, in Avengers one, he commands his presence. He he really and, makes himself known. And he's he's pathetic too. Yeah. He's pathetic. <laughs> He's a little shit, yeah. but, but uh, yeah, Loki's one of my favorites. May, I, may, I don't know if it's top three, maybe, because I, I can't think of too many right now. I do, you know, everyone loves Spider-Man. He's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Tom Holland is definitely not my, my favorite Spider-Man. I still think he's in, I was going to say, an amazing Spider-Man, but that would have been, you know, that would have been... He, I, I, he, he is a great Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes. He's just not my favorite. That goes to Toby, obviously. Yeah. So they screw up the mission. Toby, or not Toby. Um, I was gonna say Tom Hiddleston, but I could just say Loki. Loki takes the uh, the briefcase of the Tesseract, then he snaps. Uh, yeah. He snaps himself away. Honestly, he's yeah, out of there. He's out of there. You know, we'll see where he goes when we get to Loki. Mm-hmm. Another thing, also, it is nice. I remember being in the theater, and it was nice to see, you know. Like different angles of yeah. this, uh, different angles of this. Of alternate this perspectives, alternate shots, and a few like extra seconds of conversation. I, wa- I wonder how they did that. Honestly, like, did they have to like? They must have reshot. Or I don't. They honestly. There was, there was there was extended like when that like and when they when they first start, you know, when Hulk's like no sirs, like yeah. that's completely yeah, new. Yeah, that's and completely new. There was a conversation with the whole Avengers just before yeah, that. I, that was I, a completely I, new one where Tony's okay. Guys, let's wrap this up. We'll start setting them down. Like, did they have to re? They because. That's pretty accurate from what I've last seen in the Avengers, yeah. honestly. Uh, but yeah, that, that that looks pretty pretty impressive, honestly. Yeah. I'm sure they may have de-aged a few of them. Oh, I'm not sure. sure. It's been like what seven, eight years. Seven years, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so it looks pretty good, honestly. And I like yeah. my my and my favorite callback was is when Nebula and Don Cheadle were in. in um, 2014, they see Chris Pratt. Yeah. Come and get your love. <laughs> and, uh, that was funny to or see. Or more, more specifically, Starfire fashion. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, he's not even singing. Like, he doesn't even know the lyrics to the yeah. songs that he loves the most. Because 2014, he's only listening to Awesome Makes Volume 1. Bro's yeah. been living off of 24 songs his entire life. He still doesn't know the lyrics to any of them. Yeah. Poor guy. He's, he's never listened to Kanye. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> he's missing out. Um, no, he's not. He's not missing out. He's, he's he, missing he, out. No, uh, Quill has uh, some pretty good taste. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Gary's are always bangers. Mm-hmm. I think James James Gunn just has a knack for old songs. Yeah. Like that for montages, stuff like that. Yeah. So that was my favorite uh, callback. Um. So yeah, they screwed the mission and. Well, there's, one, there's also one more team, though. Oh, yeah. Um, Thor and Rocket. Thor and Rocket. Asgard, 2014. Oh, I, compl- I completely forgot about that. 2013. Yeah. 2013 to the... Thor and Dark World. Yeah. The you know, everyone, worst MCU Everyone's movie, favorite. At least pre-Phase 4. <laughs> and honestly, I don't love th- Fat Thor. Oh, I hate it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I don't... I don't, I don't hate it at first. I think it's very No, I, I hate it at first because he's playing Fortnite with... Taika Waititi yeah, and Fortnite was like uh, whatever very 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 awfully clear product placement but I don't hate the idea of Fat Thor I like the idea of uh, Thor in need of rehabilitation he's just mentally and physically out of it and that's what the issue is by the final battle he's still or sorry as, as the MCU calls it his official title is Bro Thor 
No. God forbid we call him Fat Thor. No, no, no. His official title is Bro Thor. I mean, as so, who calls him Lebowski? Tony. Tony, yeah, that, 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 that's, he's Lebowski Thor to me, honestly. Yeah. If you ever seen the big Lebowski, you would know exactly he, that's a, that's a, that's a must watch also. Yeah. People consider that the greatest movie of all time. Wow. I don't think it is, not even close, but I think it's, I think it's really funny. Okay. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's Lebowski Thor for me. I don't like how he's introduced because, because, you know, he is down, extremely down on his luck. Yeah. And... He, he has nothing to lose, and but I like that better in, in Infinity War. He's just, just super out of it. He does he want he wants to fight, but he can't. His he saw his brother just die. He has no he lost his eye, his whole his mom is dead. His whole his whole planet's dead, or is is Asgard dead, or just his whole family's dead? Most of Asgard. There's like some people in a new Asgard, which is a place on Earth now. Yeah. So there's a few remaining Asgardians, but yeah. very very few. He's like he's lost everything. Yeah. But then they just. Make him uh, talk trash to New Master Sixty Nine. Yes, you know, and if you rip your arms off and show them so far up your butthole, bro. If this if this movie actually took place in real life, that guy would respond with some very harsh comments. Oh yes, oh many, many, <laughs> and, many and words game, that will never be spoken on this podcast. I'm, I'm pretty sure Thor would say some actual yeah some swears, but yeah, you know, this Marvel always making. They're making movies for uh, for children. Yeah, so gotta keep PG thirteen. But come on, how funny would it be if, if Thor actually like, talks some some serious snacks? I mean, here's to the thing: PG thirteen movies are allowed one f bomb, and no MCU movies ever made use of that. Um, they said it in, in one of the X Men movies. Yes, no, they yeah. said it in multiple X Men movies. And I love that. Yeah, but my my favorite ever. Like, for uh, any PG-13 movie that's allowed one F-bomb, I think the single best time use Is the social network. Oh, I thought... I thought no, 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 I was just, I was just X-Men First Class. Oh, wow. First class I, was, I, was, absolute favorite. I was ready for social network. No, no, my favorite PG-13 movie that gets that, makes the, I think, that makes the best user... Not my favorite movie, but my favorite use of a single F-bomb allowed is X-Men First Class. Which is when... When, um, uh, Professor X and Magneto, they're going around to random units trying to start their first original X-Men... And then, and then you had you a little Hugh Jackman cameo. He's not, he's not in the movie at all. He's just at a bar smoking a cigar. And he says, go out for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, go for yourself. <laughs> that's yeah. it. And I loved it. I was laughing hysterically because that's a that's not a Marvel hero. That's real yeah. hero. I was dying. Yeah, that and was... it fits Wolverine so perfectly. That's something he would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marvel has yet to drop an F-bomb. Yeah. Honestly, they were pretty, from the few clips I've seen, they were pretty, like, vulgar in, in She-Hulk of all shows, honestly. Yeah. I think they were pretty vulgar in that, which I kind of do appreciate, but I've never seen the show in its entirety. Oh, it's... The finale was honestly so enjoyable. I which never... may have just been because my expectations were at the absolute bottom of the barrel, and so I just love the finale that much more, but I really, really enjoyed it. Whereas the episode I'm looking forward to more than anything else in this world, the Daredevil <laughs> episode, was my least favorite episode in the entire series. Great. I hate everything about it. Great. <laughs> well, uh, sorry to, uh, sorry to disappoint you, uh, listeners, but we will not be reviewing She-Hulk, because I will not be watching She-Hulk. He's lying. We're definitely watching She-Hulk. Uh, I don't want to do that. But anyways, Endgame. Yes. The plan. They messed it up, but Paul Rudd, Scott Lang, Ant-Man, he goes home, we got the Mind Stone. One and done. That's done. Yes, so they got, they got that. And honestly, I was not really looking forward to the part of um, Raccoon and Thor, Thor on Dark. 
on Asgard, because honestly, I think Asgard is a very unpleasing location to me. I don't find it that interesting, honestly. I, I think it's visually quite pleasing, but I think plot-wise it's kind of boring. And I think the best thing about it is, like, the grand landscapes, and I really don't care about the Asgardian castle. I, it's it looks not, like a giant organ. It's not a... It's not a very uh, pleasing place to look at for yeah. me. But that's just me. But I actually did like the, the, how he tries with this little time he has to reconcile with his with his mother. I was yeah, like, I was like, oh damn! That. I was like, oh damn! I don't remember that on my on my last watch. Yeah, so, and, like, and like the fact that like, she knew she was gonna die, she knew or hoped that Thor would turn okay without her. Yeah, and, and then like and, and Raccoon's just too busy like dosing up uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah. <laughs> What did he do? He shoved that needle in her? Yeah, they shoved the needle in her to extract the, uh, the Aether, which is the reality stone. Yeah. So they got out of there quite quick after Thor takes Mjolnir with him because I'm still worthy. Yeah. So and they got out of there and Don Cheadle gets out alive with the Power Stone, but of course Nebula gets stuck behind. Yeah, and the uh, dumbest thing in the movie, why didn't Nebula have to go to the time that, even though, that she knew that her past self was going to go to? That was... Honestly, if it weren't for that, the whole third act wouldn't have happened. Oh, correct. So yeah. it, was, it was merely a plot... Uh, merely a plot... Uh, a plot device. But honestly, that, that, that will never make me nearly as mad as uh, Star-Lord in Infinity War. What did you do with Gamora? Yeah. You asshole! And just started smacking her. Oh my god, that was hard to watch. That was... Oh, I forgot about that, yeah. God damn it, Chris... God damn it, Chris Pratt, you simp. We don't, yeah. have time. we don't have time for this. We have to kill this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, we're three stones down now. And then after that... Oh, I, um, Nat and uh, Hawkeye. Nat and Hawkeye on uh, Vormir. They go up to Red Skull and he tells them the same thing that they told Thanos and Gamora, you know. I guide others to a treasure I cannot possess, but you must make a sacrifice of the one thing you love most. Which for Clint Barton is, of course, not his wife or kids, but it is, in fact, Black Widow. Which is basically his side check. That's yeah. a good point, yeah. Why? I mean, Maybe because they're already dead or dusted. You know, you can't lose them again. I, um, He's already given that, that um, thing up. You're right, you're right. Not willingly, but the, he, can't, he can't give them up right now. Side, uh, side question about the Soul Stone. It's, it, it, you can give up a... You have to give up someone you love or something that you I have? believe it's referred to as something, but you know, I feel like 99% of the time, that anything that anyone gonna be, most, it's always going to be a person. person. Yeah. I feel like very, very few people in this world that ever say they love a thing more than a person. Or at least, you know, they, their top one thing love will be a thing and not a person. That's fair, yeah. And there's only two of them up, there, and they have very little things on yeah. them, so you can't get much away there. <laughs> and, and then not gonna drop her Glock down there and be yeah. like, "Come oh, man, <laughs> Glock's gone." I mean, she was po trying to pop some uh, aliens in the deleted version. Of the scene. Yeah, that's right. She, yeah, which you know, I don't think would have been as powerful as. Um, oh, I, I think the one v one little thing there was yeah. very powerful, honestly. Don't know why you shot an explosive at her. What if you blew, blew her legs off on accident? I'm sure, I'm sure she <laughs> that he knew. <laughs> that kind of funny. Like, oh shit, I accidentally killed her up here. Yeah. Uh-oh. You know. Well, at that point, he could leave with the stone. Yeah, you could throw her down. Whatever. My first time watching the movie, I didn't understand until halfway through the scene. I thought they were both actually just trying to kill each other. I thought they were both like, like you're coming back with the stone. <laughs> You dumbass. <laughs> well, dude, I was like... We were 15! No, I was 14. My birthday was like a few days after Endgame. Okay, you were 15. Let's, let's go with that. 
you were, you were old enough to know that they were definitely fighting to like who should sacrifice themselves. Well, I figured it out like like thirty seconds in. Like those first thirty seconds. I'm like, what the hell? Why are they fight? Why are they fighting? Yeah. Come on, guys. We're supposed to be saving the universe. Yeah. We're not time for this. This shit. Yeah. But yeah, uh, down goes Nat in a very in a. And honestly, a pretty pretty sad scene. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to let her go, but she just kicks herself off yeah, the cliff. Yeah, she forces him. Which is, like, which, is a, which is a really big thing, especially for Hawkeye's character. His whole thing is, you know, in these five years, he hasn't let go of the fact that he lost his wife and kids. Now that's forcing him to let go quite literally. That's true. Yeah, that's a pretty good piece of... That's a pretty good callback. Yeah. Um, but I'd say, you know, he, he gets the soul stone. She'll, she'll be back for her own spinoff. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> I mean, is that one, is it good? I don't even remember. Is Black Widow any good? It's like, it's unoffensive, but it doesn't need to exist. Like, how much better would it be if it took place pre-Endgame? Or it, took, or, pre-end. or it more like the movie came out before pre-Endgame. Oh, so much better. Yeah. Not, it's not that it should have been pre-Endgame. It should have been pre-Age of Ultron. I think uh, a black, if we were going to get a black movie... It should have came out like between Iron Man movie. 1 and 2, honestly. Yeah, it should have come out Phase 1 or absolute latest Phase 2. Because she, she just kind of pops in there. It takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. Well, aside from aside from the post credit scene, which is somebody visiting her grave. And there goes like all the tension in that movie too. Like, you know, she's not gonna die. Like, yeah, she's, she dies in Endgame, obviously. Exactly. But whatever, that's. It's like it's, it's on the weaker side of Phase Four, which I mean doesn't really say much. A lot of Phase Four is pretty weak, not gonna lie. Especially when you compare when, you, when I hold up in comparison to the first three phases, which I adore. But. It's, it's unoffensive. It's like, I can't, I'm not really mad about the movie. It's, like, it's just like, it's like cool. This didn't need to be here, but it is. Yeah. Whatever, at least we get, we get Florence Pugh and the, the infamous green screen shot of her. Yeah. The one where she's <laughs> jumping off. Yeah. But the thing is, ScarJo had one movie left in her contract, so they're like, okay, well, we can't put you in another one because uh, you're dead now, so. Uh, <laughs> Black Widow movie. Really? That's her last one? Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. That's... Yeah, she's done. Oh, well. Poor girl, like that movie was delayed like a whole ass year. Type, type. Just did not even get a theater release. There was, like, there was like a whole like lawsuit over that. Like, she ended up settling with Disney over like some million dollars. Oh, that's dollars. I forgot about that. She was in contract to get a theater release because then she would get a cut of the box office sales. But there was no box office sales, so it was exclusive to Disney Plus. Oh, poor girl. Yeah. It's okay. She's in some fantastic movies that I need to watch. So she she's already got a, a good like movie career under her belt. Yeah. And she, but, she got some settlement of some millions of dollars from Disney anyways. Yeah. But I mean, come on come on girl, you're 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 in the MCU. You should be getting paid enough already. But yeah. still uh, whatever. She's in some fantastic movies that I need to watch. She in a movie called The Lost in Translation with uh, Bill Murray. Oh, I've heard of that. Um you ever seen Jojo Rabbit? I have it. That's another one that I've heard so many great things about. In, she's in that. She's amazing in that. There's this really creepy movie with her called Under the Skin. Uh, uh, I think I've heard of that too. Yeah, that's... Uh, all, that, the, all these sound like familiar names. Yeah. So she's she's, she's doing really well. For, oh, she, and she's a marriage story. How can I forget about that? Marriage uh, story with Adam Driver. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Kyle Ren. Kyle Ren. <laughs> no, I, I know I didn't say Kyle. I meant to, I meant to say Kyle. Yeah. Because, you know, people... I heard something a while back that parents are starting to name their kids uh, Kylo, oh, which is definitely the new Xbox like stereotype name. Yeah. <laughs> Kylo. Yeah. Oh my God, you deserve to get punched in the face if your name is Kylo, bro. Yeah. Oh Lord. Matters of matters of um, matter of fact, you're in the worst. Def- or 
Honestly, I think the, sec- the second week is trilogy in Star Wars. Yeah. I really don't like... I think I prefer the sequels more than the prequels. One and two are so boring. I just love Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith is fine. One and two, I can... I should put on those movies if I if I really can't fall asleep. Honestly. And and the sequels are so 5 out of 10 for me. It's just the original trilogy. I've been meaning... Once, once I'm done with DC, I think Star Wars is the next franchise. I'm just going to hardcore tackle and watch all of it. Because I haven't touched so much of it in so long. There's so many things I just have never even seen. Yeah. Sorry, I had to text my mother. I had to text my mother there. Um... Where, 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 where were we? Uh, they, well, she sacrifices herself. Yeah, sacrifices herself. Now Hawkeye comes back in the Soul Stone. We're at four to six. And next is Bruce talking to the Sorcerer Supreme. And we oh, finally yeah, get our realization that this may be the future that Stranger's talking about in Infinity War. Because he's trying to convince her to give him the time zone and she just refuses and refuses until he says, then why did Strange give it away? And it's that moment that she realizes, and I realize, and I'm sure a lot of audience members realize that, wait, this may have been the 1 in 14 million 605. Mm-hmm. Because then she's like, okay, if he did it, then this is the only way. The only way to beat that. I mean, which I really don't get, but sure. Yeah. The, the only way, supposedly, is just that you absolutely have to use the time stone um, later on to bring everyone back because they had to be gone for five years to begin. Besides mm-hmm. so that. And then we get the last one, one of my favorite ones, which is the Space Stone gathered from, I believe it was 1970. Yes, it was, uh, I, think, I think it was May I don't know why I thought it was the 40s or something. It looks, because I, because th- I saw, uh, because, you know, they show Peggy. Yeah. Uh, Car- uh, Carter, what's her name? Yeah, Peggy, Peggy Carter. Yeah. No, Margaret Carter, official government but, name. Yeah. So I immediately assumed this was like, this is like a few I guess months. I mean, because she looks like, identical to the way she does. Exactly. So I, I, I didn't. I guess I didn't see. I guess I didn't see the big 1970 on the screen yeah. or something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I whispered to my friend or something how dumb this shit is. Yeah. Um, no, I, I didn't say that. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this movie, but still, I'm gonna nitpick it because that's what I do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I thought it takes place in the 40s as a very 40s look. It takes place on a, oh like uh or even the 50s. Because it looks like it's in uh, Nevada, which is a very similar setting to um, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which is the fourth one. It has a very, very simil- similar look. Okay. It, it looks like the 50s, and it's like this, like they're preparing for like a nuke or some some shit. Like yeah. That's what the setting looks like to me, but that w- I was way off. It's 1970-something. Mm-hmm. And um, so Tony and Cap go there. Cap is uh, undercover trying to... What is he trying to do? Cap is just trying to distract, I think. Or just blend in, I guess. Like, because he, he has, like, some disguise on. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I can't do the pin particles. Because they, they had no way back now. They used their last set on pin particles to get to 1970. So he had to go get more. And the reason they specifically picked 1970 is because he knew that was a time where both the Tesseract and Hank Pym would be in one place at one time. Yeah. <laughs> so Tony wants to go get the Tesseract, the Space Stone. Cap will get more pin particles so they can actually get home. Mm-hmm. And Tony runs into his father Howard down Stark. in the, down down in the basement. Who I don't remember honestly. Yeah. Probably because he hasn't been seen since 
What Iron Man does he? Do they mention a pyramid? No, no, they, 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 it's the same actor through both Iron Man two and Civil War. We get, we get the, we get the quick. Oh, well, I've never seen, I, I never seen Iron Man two. So okay, think, yeah. So that Iron Man two is our first one. It's very, very. It's like a VHS footage, you know. But it's the same actor. And then Civil War, we get that, that those short looks at older him before he gets yeah. assassinated by a uh, Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Oh wow, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So he has a pretty. Pretty nice moment with them, honestly. Yeah. They talk about, um... Oh, what, what the... Expecting a child. Yeah, 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 that's right. They, they're talking about, uh... They're talking about kids, and... He's you know, telling himself he's about to be born. Yeah. But, like, how does his dad not know, hey, you kind of look like me. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't know, so, but that's... I mean, I mean, to be fair, he didn't really. Like, it's like he had this strange beard. So I think he was just more perplexed with a strange beard and a hairstyle. Guess, yeah, I guess. Well, like, you think a father seeing his long-lost son would be like, hey, you, you kind of look like my offspring or something. Yeah, and I, and I also just wonder, you know, especially as, as uh, young Tony begins to grow up, he's like, huh, you really look at that Howard Potts guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Howard, Howard D's nuts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my Howard gosh. Potts, and he goes by Howard Potts. They talk about, um, you know, kids. He has a daughter named... Uh, um, Morgan. Morgan, I keep, I was about to say Margaret for some reason. Yeah. Um so they have a pretty nice closure there. He talks about his father, how he was he was right. It was sometimes yeah. he was right and shit and honestly this movie starts to like oh, like uh win me over. Yeah. Like It was a too. really, really great scene. I really, really loved it. A lot of good conclusions for, for some characters. Yeah. Like or some I guess closure for some Characters like yeah. and their loved ones and such. We, we, we never really got like in Iron Man two. We already got the, the semblance of like wow, Tony's father loved him. But you know, he he really got to say thank you, which I mean, of course, Howard was like, huh, what were you yeah. thinking before? But like mm -hmm. Tony got that moment. Yeah, where he got to like thank you, you know, for for raising me, for doing everything you could, even though I didn't realize it as a child. Mm -hmm. But that's it. They get the space gun. They go back. They got six But 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 before they do, uh, Cap he sees Peggy. Uh, in an off in her yes. office, and I don't know who this girl's eye doctor is. How does she not see him? Yeah, he's <laughs> looking right over the blinds. Are open. <laughs> the blinds are. Oh, they're they're, they're right open. And they're open enough to to know that there is a human right on yeah. the other side of the glass. It's that's stupid, but whatever. We move along. Yeah. And, and that really, and this will come into play later on. How he sees her. Yes, it will. Yeah, he is a huge cuck. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but they go back now. They've got the six stones. Just about instantly, Tony gets the new iron gauntlet ready to bring everyone back. And so, you know, who's better to do it but Thor himself with running with the power of cheese whiz through his veins, as Don Cheadle says himself. Thanks, Don Cheadle. But then Hulk takes it, you know, he's like, it's as if this was made for me. And the gauntlet has to expand, like, three times its size to fit his hand. But... I know he was talking about the gamma radiation, which, I mean, I don't know since when the Infinity Stones radiate gamma, but I'm gonna not nitpick this movie because I really don't care. I just, <laughs> I, I do it more in a, like, humor, humorous sense, not because I actually care sense. Yeah. But Hulk does it, he brings everyone back, which is confirmed by birds chirping, because birds can't chirp unless everyone's back. But more specifically... Wait, what? Because the, the, when Ant-Man goes to the window and sees the birds chirping, you know, there's, there's more birds than usual. 
I, I must have missed that. Yeah. That's kind of dumb. <laughs> well, it's more specifically confirmed by the fact that uh, Laura Barden starts calling Clint, you know, his wife. Oh, that's right. And he's like, oh, oh so, my gosh. So, wait, so, wait, wait, so who, wait, so who uses it? Uh, oh. Hulk, right? Yeah, he, but like his arm gets, uh, his all, arm gets all, destroyed. All, it's the same way that Thanos is all kinds he used of, it. All kinds of messed up. Yeah. So it's, uh, you're sacrificing an arm, your right arm there. Yeah, but the same thing, Professor Hulk was so, his arms anyways. And it, it works. He snaps and... People get a he gets a phone call back, um, and it starts to notice that hey, people might start coming back because you know that worked. That, yeah. That's the initial kick. But then, bam! Immediately, Evil Nebula got the the spaceship out of there, and then smashed. The but, whole compound is wrecked. Wait, but how did they get there? Because Neb, because uh, we got, I think we missed a whole. A very yeah, important we part. Did, we did skip over that. Over uh, Nebula's uh, after, side. after Nebula gets her vision, she is found by Thanos, captured, beaten up, and then swapped out for the 2014 Nebula, who is obviously still very evil and still very eager to serve Thanos and his will. Mm-hmm. And so she's there, brings in Thanos, and they swap her. And Don Cheadle give she give he he gives her something. Th- does he not? He gives her. He thinks it's her. At one point, he does. Wait, wait, wait! Because Nebula goes back in time to like to present no, day. No, no, Hawkeye hands him the gauntlet. Yeah, that's that's, right. that's right after the big explosion. Yeah, that's right. That's so he's right. trying to get out of there. The uh, the uh, the outriders. Yeah, that's, that's like that's, those, that's, those that's, Demogorgon looking things. He's just trying to escape them. He's winded. He sees Nebula. He's like, here, take the gauntlet. Yeah. So and then that's when it's like, Father, I have the gauntlet, mm-hmm. or I have the stones, whatever she says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, huh? Mm-hmm. And then bam, good. So that's so that's how Thanos and. Thanos and crew show up to present day yeah. to say, what are they there for? Are they there for the, are they there for the stones? He's there for the stones because and, specifically now he no longer wants to wipe out half the universe and hopes that the other half will prosper because he's, he's he knows that he did it and it failed. He so wants, he wants to destroy he, he the wants, entire universe down to its last atom. He wants, he wants a like a hard reset on your iPhone. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to like not even like not a soft reboot. Bro wants a hard reboot. On the universe, created in his own image, you know, born from the blood of all the ones lost, but they would never know it. Maybe they should have used the infinity. Maybe they should have used the Infinity Saga for the end of the MCU and then rebooted it. Imagine that's how they rebooted it. Oh, that'd be hard reset. I'm sure they will eventually. No, they won't. Yeah, they will. Well, they'll they'll have an incursion on Earth six one six or something. Well, oh my God, but this franchise is never going to end. I'm so tired of it. Uh, <laughs> so they're back. Um, and yeah, so Thanos wants to wipe out the, the whole ass universe now, which is, I mean, damn, okay, at least he had some restraint before. Yeah, that's it. He is just. Like, pa- is past, him, past him is ruthless. Yeah. And so, another thing, also, um, I just thought about this. Uh, in Guardians, like, when they go to Guardians 1. To see Chris Pratt like dancing and shit. Ronan yeah. the Accuser is alive. Yes, he is. He is alive, and is he? He's in pretty good touch with Thanos, no? Yeah, he is. Why doesn't he go with them? Why doesn't he? Why doesn't everyone show up? I guess. Obviously, I'm, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to ask ask you why specifically. Of course, you don't have a fucking. Yeah, reason. no, like, but I mean, like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's never really brought up. Like, because Ronan is alive in this time, mm-hmm. pretty early on, and he chats with Thanos every now and then. I remember. Yeah. I remember Guardians. Guardians. Yeah, you right. right. That never even came to mind. He doesn't show up at the end at all. No, no, they have no use for him at all. I don't. Know. I guess Thanos felt sufficient within his four children, and of course, this Outrider and Chitor- uh, 
Story? Something called the Shatari. Shatari army. Yeah. Oh huh, yeah, I, I just thought about that. Yeah. I can't really think of speak, uh, say the same for everyone else because they're pretty my they're pretty like minor in comparison because like Ronan was pretty huge because you know he's he's he, the main villain like, Guardians one and, he, and but he knows Thanos that's the yeah. thing like a character like 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 Whiplash from Iron Man two he's not Thanos he's not called Whiplash by the way what's it, what's his name I forget it's not Whiplash. This up. I swear to God, I played Lego Marvel superheroes. His name I is Whiplash. His name is Whiplash in that movie. Trust. Iron. I'm gonna be very upset if I'm wrong here. <laughs> it's gonna prove I know more Marvel than you. This Whiplash. Shit. You're right. Let's go. Oh, I thought it was something different. Um, I'm just so used to them calling him Ivan. Ivan? That, that's his. That's the character's name. <laughs> But, anyways, that's it. We, so, um, then, so yeah, evil Gamora takes the gauntlet, but not for long, because she is shot and killed by good Gamora when she threatens to kill 24, sorry, not Gamora, Nebula. Evil Nebula is shot by good Nebula when she threatens to shoot 2014 Gamora. Mm-hmm. And then, from that, we're pretty much brought to the beginning of the final battle. Wow. Oh, well, we've been recording a long time already. Yeah. It's Tony, Th- Thor... And Cap against Thanos, you know, the big three of the original six, especially because Good Hulk is gone, um, off to take him on. And there are so many references, so many that I didn't call yesterday, and so many that I want to bring them out. First things first, before the whole friendly fire thing, Tony busts out this big, like, thing on his back, and yeah. Thor charges up his hammer and shoots it right at Tony. A direct reference to Avengers 1. When they're trying to fight Thor, because they don't know who he is, Thor hits him with lightning, and, and Tony's suit gets supercharged to a thousand percent energy. So Tony, always improving his suits, channels that now. That big thing on his back was specifically made to channel the energy of Mjolnir and shoot it right at Thanos. Cool. I remember that fight too, yeah. Yeah. I forgot that they were not cool with Thor for a while. Yeah, they were because uh, Thor wanted Loki and they wanted Loki. Mm-hmm. So they were like, yo, get out of our way. So he was ready for that. Uh, Cap came in, shield and all, and Thor was there with both Stormbreaker and Mjolnir, the two most powerful weapons this man has ever used. Well, that's a pretty neat callback. Can't lie there. Yeah, I, I really would. It's not shoved in your face, but it's just it's just there. Another thing too of, about going back to Pro Hulk, he is he's useless. He's so, not he's he not strong. Fight. He's not he can't fight. He's not strong. Like Bruce is like I mixed the brain with the brawn. No, you didn't. You're just big and ugly. Like he just puts he barely puts a dent in a taxi car. Yeah. And just kind of throws him over. So, like he's not into it. No. <laughs> he, and he I don't think they even cut to him once. I don't think he even kicks anyone's ass in this fight. No, he doesn't because he's too badly injured from the other thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, his arm is screwed. The only up. thing he does is carry rocket up. That's right. So yeah. It's like giant man. Like gets out of the building, the building robot. Oh, that's cool though. I can't even lie. I like seeing oh, giant giant Ant Man. Just busting out, <laughs> and then when he like steps yeah. on one of the news. Or when he when he, he socks that that big ship in yeah, the face. Yeah, the, the Leviathan. Yeah, that's... yeah, he socks the Leviathan in the face, and then Call of City, and he's like doing some major damage. He just steps on him. Mm-hmm. Which is like crazy, seeing how much trouble the Avengers had with him in the previous movie. Yeah, so they're whipping ass. Um, everyone's so in. Everyone comes back. Also, you y'all know that. Yeah. Everyone comes. Shows it's not up long from... before Sam comes in with the on your left. Yeah. And then Black Panther comes in first, but then Sam is quick to follow. Thank God for the, the Wakandan army, honestly. If yeah. And we form for them, we would, they may have been outnumbered. Yeah. No, but I mean, there there was a lot of other fodder. You know, there was the remain. There was uh, all the Valkyries that came back. 
all the Bob, from uh, yeah. from Thor Ragnarok. There was all the sorcerers following Wong and Doctor Strange. True, yeah. Um, so they, they, so they had like three armies. Yeah, they had. They had There's probably another one I'm forgetting, honestly. But uh, uh, oh yeah, I'm sure there was the rest of the regular Asgardian fighters too. So they they had their fair share of just like How? random fodder armies. This is something I've been wondering about for a long time. Where did they go? How did they know to come back to this time? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange had the port. Doctor Strange opened every portal. So uh -huh. He was the one who communicated with everyone because he knew this is the one future. He already knows how this whole fight's gonna play out. So he told, them, "Okay, guys, this is it. This is the fight. Go do your thing." And he but, knew exactly what he. But had to how do. are they back? Like, because are they when when Hulk did snap, reverse snap? Yeah. Did they just? They, they immediately come back to exactly where they were. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. And in the Black Widow movie, it's actually shown off exactly how that happens. Okay. Alright, alright, alright. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. And then they, he just opens... Okay, that yeah. makes a hell of a lot more sense. Like, to me. them, a millisecond has passed. They dust, and they immediately come back. Now, it's five years later, but they, they don't feel that five years at all. It's really been that short amount of a time for them? Yeah. It's it, like it, it's shown... Um, I, I think... I don't, know, if, I don't know if it was the Black Widow movie, and if it wasn't, it was definitely one of the other Phase 4 projects. Because there's someone who we learn gets dusted away. You see them dust and then undust instantly. To them, it was it was a second. Nothing, they, nothing at all happened. They don't know that it's been five years. Mm -hmm, okay. Well, must have, they were all they were all r r real ready to fight. Yeah. For for a battle, they're like, hey, they just kind of show up, but whatever. Yeah. They, they they all just you know do their generic ass poses yeah but everyone's, got, everyone's got their big standing pose <laughs> and we finally get the line after so long we get the line before though before the line cap uses the hammer that's true yeah. but it's still the three of them that's mm -hmm. true uh, Thanos holding Stormbreaker down because Stormbreaker is not how they enchanted them yelling at cast. anybody can hold Stormbreaker um he's pushing it down he's about to slice Thor's chest open and then you hear that one sound, that dun, 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 dun. The hammer goes flying, mm. smacks him across the face, and in one of my favorite moments of movie history, we see Cap grab the hammer. And we get that, I knew it, I knew you were worthy. Mm -hmm. And then it was, it was beautiful. Bro comes at him, knocks him up in the face, nice uppercut with the hammer, smashes him with lightning. Yeah. Everything I wanted to see from Cap with the hammer. Pretty awesome. So he gets, he's worthy because he reconciles with Tony. He reconciles with Tony. And the reason he was big, because he knew about Bucky killing Tony's parents. That's essentially right when he woke up. Like he found that out very, very quickly uh, in uh, 2014's uh, The Winter Soldier. He finds that out with Hydra's files. And he hid, he hid from Tony. And even when Tony knew, obviously you know, they were still fighting at the time. So he couldn't have been able to lift me on there, despite the fact that it was destroyed. It was only in, really, Endgame that they officially actually make up. You know, they, they're ready to move forward together. Yeah. And that's why now that's it. He is worthy. He is ready. On top of the fact, you know, he's willing to put his life on the line. You know, he, he tightens that shield on his open wound, and he's just ready to uh -huh. go until yeah, he dies. that was awesome. He's that, ready that was to a give cool his shot. life for the rest of the universe. Mm -hmm. Really neat shot also, like, Cap standing there with, like, yeah. like just the whole... I, I, with, like, I, there's all the posters awesome. of that that exist, and I want a poster of that because it looks so amazing. I much it's really just him versus the world. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome shot there. Um, so yeah, back to the the line, Avengers Assemble, he yeah. finally says it, and then they all charge, and then it's just a, it's an animated movie from here on out. It really is, yeah. <laughs> Big green screen, most of the, most of the, the costumes are CGI'd on. 
Yeah, like Spider-Man is not real. He's no. just he just wears a mocap. Soon but I must just... say, I still find it impressive that Tom Holland does almost all of his own stunts. Yeah, I can respect that. I think that's that. really, really cool because most of the others, like Toby and Andrew barely did their own stunts, but Tom was very insistent. He wanted to Dude, be Dear God, Spider-Man. Toby did not do his own stunts. Oh, no, Toby definitely did <laughs> He did stunts. not. Andrew did a, a small, select few, but to- Tom does just about all of them. Mm-hmm. I think it's really bad. Like, that must feel, I mean, I'm sure it's also quite sickening with how many flips you have to do. Like, I would puke. Yeah. But, like, that must just feel... Like, obviously, you have all those strings attached. They're pretty much doing it for you. But that must be so cool just to just flip it over. you got to be in the air for a long-ass time. Yeah, you do. So, they're fighting and such. You know, it's a big moment. It's pretty cool. And then I lean over to uh, Fior and I ask him a question. I'm like, hey... Where's Captain Marvel? <laughs> Where's Captain and it's Marvel? at that moment that their guns point themselves into the sky as opposed to shooting on the ground. Because that's another thing. The reason the guns are flying right at the ground is because Scarlet Witch had Thanos lifted into the air. And the Russo brothers confirmed, had they not fired the guns, she would have killed Thanos on the spot. Yeah. The Scarlet Witch infuriated with the loss of Vision, who to her, she just lost because she was snapped away. Yeah. So she's still She was going off. to absolutely decimate Thanos. So the only option was to turn on friendly fire and start shooting his own army. Yeah. As well as, of course, the Avengers. And then, but yes, Captain Marvel comes in, but after we bring it into the movie, so how powerful she was, and just like, smashes the ship instantly. Honestly, I'd rather her be written out of the movie because she would have dealt with this problem in like 15 seconds. Yeah. She probably she would have dealt with this whole movie, which I wish, which, which, it makes me wonder if this movie, or if Captain Marvel, like, the actual movie came out after this. Like, this was, maybe she was the start of Phase 4 or something. Yeah. That may have been a, a better idea than her being there, but then everyone asking, where is she? Because she's so fucking overpowered. Yeah, she's just really overpowered, so they had to write her out the whole movie. Because mm-hmm. the only time she actually goes one-on-one with Thanos is when he already has the stones. That's the only time Thanos even stands a chance against Captain Because what does she say? Like, how do they write her out of the movie? They just say, she just says, like, she's I have other planets. planets. She's, she's like, like, oh, you know, what happened to Earth happened all over the, the universe. Which, I mean, it's all right, you know? At the end of the day, it's not, you know, she's on every other planet but Earth. The Avengers are only on Earth. Yeah. So... I can't, I can't, it's not, it's not lazy writing, but it is pretty clear that they're just writing around. Yeah. Cause like, she would, she would have dealt with this problem, like, before they could, before they even thought about it. Yeah, exactly. And but, she, she kills the, 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 the mothership. Yeah, mothership destroyed. She comes right at Thanos, who now already has the gauntlet. And she Thanos somehow, her. somehow gets the jump on her. Uh, well, the reason, Th- well, Thanos, Thanos initially just throws her away, yeah, because, yeah. I, I don't know, man, <laughs> he, he's also enraged, um, but then, he's about to use the stones, she stops him, and in a very, very dramatic, not slow-mo, but still very long scene, she's about to punch him, and Thanos, very rare, smart villain move, ejects the power stone from the gauntlet, and just punches her with it, Yeah, that was sends her out, out of commission completely, I mean, he did send, that, 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 that was a, that was a pretty smart move, yeah, and it's at that moment that Tony looks up and knows he is about to die. You can see in his face, yep. Doctor Strange has a hand which kind of gently turns to a one. Mm-hmm. And then you just know. You know it. He knows it. Strange knows it. This is it. Well, Thanos first says, you know, he's got he's got the stones. He's got the going on again. He's about to wish them all away again. And you get the line, I, I, I am inevitable. inevitable. Dink. Yeah. And it's nothing done. happened. I really thought it was happening. I had, I really did not predict Tony taking the stones. I was so shocked. Because how did he do? Over. How did he do that? Really? Like, Stark, no, no. But it makes sense because the the Iron Gauntlet is Stark tech, and Tony ha- <laughs> Tony has the nanobots in all of his suits specifically so that all of his suits can connect to one another. 
So he he literally just like grabbed it, and then the stones went from his gauntlet onto the his actual hand. Man, like Star Trek, like like you, that's like a, it's like using a jump scare in a horror movie. It's just. It solves every problem. <laughs> Star yeah. Trek. But to be fair, like the nanobots were Infinity War and Endgame only. They, it took a, like you see the slow evolution of his suits throughout 2008 to 2019. I, which is fair, yeah. He does improve in tech. That's what everyone. That's how. That's how it works. It's how people work. They improve. Exactly. So, so it's at that point we get the and I am inevitable. And then down he goes. Yeah. Everyone gets snapped away, dusted away. In a glorious, glorious finish. You see them all dust away, and Thanos sits down his final rest and realizes that it's it's over. Yeah. So they didn't really... I mean, yeah, they killed Thanos. Yeah, what am I saying? They, Thanos they, is done. Yeah, he... 20, 20, 2023... Like, no, no, 2019, Thanos dead. Yeah. Or 2018, sorry. 2018, Thanos dead. 2014, Thanos dead. There is no Thanos as one of the post threats done in the future. Mm-hmm. And as we learned in the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, the, the, the multiverses seem to have a quite easier job dealing with Thanos than our Avengers did. Yeah. So... It seems like we had the most struggle when it comes to Thanos. But, and that's it. You know, we, we slowly have our wrap-up. We see... Tony's slow, painful death, we see, it's pretty much cuts to the funeral almost immediately after we see everyone in the movie, along with the GOAT, Harley Keener. I was so happy to see that callback to <laughs> Of Iron all Man people. Movie. Well, because everyone else we saw, there was just all the people that were already in the movie, you know, yeah. everyone who was in that fight, and then Harley showing up was such a sentimental moment for me, because, oh my god, they remember Harley. They brought I'm surprised back. how fast he grew up, my god, boy, yeah. slow, slow down. Only six years, and he looks drastically different. I mean, he was in. Wait, he was in Jurassic World like two years later. And he he's, was, and he still looked like a kid. Then. Yeah. So it's only been like four. Yeah. Since he go, I'm like my God, That's dude. That's true. Chill. Yeah. Chill. But we see that. We see Tony's little hologram where he's talking to Morgan and Pepper. We get the "I love you 3000, which was, not gonna lie, pretty unbearable at the time. Like I just, I remember like with my friends who were in relationships, then they tried to like make it into like, oh, no. like, <laughs> oh no, oh no, no, leave it as a Marvel reference. I don't want to actually hear boyfriends and girlfriends coming to each other and saying, "I love you 3,000. Like, no, please. My favorite person to see at that funeral was uh, was Sad or what's his name, Sad um, Sad Hogan. <laughs> Sad Hogan. <laughs> I, I, that's another call I said yesterday. I love the cheeseburgers. Yeah, the cheeseburger. Your dad loves cheeseburgers, which to anyone who doesn't remember, because they're not looking human being, don't remember the details of every single Marvel movie. Oh, as yeah. Soon as Tony yeah, comes yeah. back from the cave. Yeah, if you don't remember one. every single Marvel movie detail, uh, like me. die. <laughs> yeah, real. Um, but if you don't remember every single detail, in the first Iron Man, when he saved the Ten Rings, the first thing he wants to do is go to Burger King and get himself a cheeseburger. So... I guess they wanted to save himself the product place, I and mean, they didn't mention Burger King, but Sad Hogan does say in Morgan, you know, your dad loved cheeseburgers, which I thought was such a cute little reference. Yeah. And it pretty, it pretty much wraps up there. We see Cap go back to Return of the Stones. He comes back old, hands the shield and the mantle. He, he spent his whole life with Peggy. Yeah, spent his whole life with Peggy. He hands the shield and the mantle of Captain America over to Sam Wilson. I uh, mean, how much of an asshole has Cap got to be, though? He didn't even leave him without a warning. They were worried sick about him, and then Bucky knew. You can see it in Bucky's face. As soon as he doesn't come back, he like has like, a half smirk, half yeah, frown. Because you're he, right, he Bucky, knows, Bucky did know. He knows Cap is gone, but he's also like, okay, he's living the life he wanted. Yeah. But yeah, he hands off the shield and the mantle of Captain America over to Sam Wilson, something we will see a lot further in, in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, one of the better MCU shows, because I think it 
tackles a lot of real world issues quite well in a way that isn't like cringy or overdone. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does that, and uh, then there's that plot hole you mentioned that he really yeah, shouldn't he really be there. Shouldn't be there once he came back through the quantum tunnel, which we know he didn't because they were all standing around it and he wasn't yeah. there. Yeah, but whatever. I'm not gonna nitpick that because I don't really care that much. I think how I should. I think how I interpret that is since he lived his own life, he he just kind of. He lives until present day, so he doesn't need to come through the quantum realm. No, but, I, no, but I'm saying he can live until present day because what becomes 2023 is a different 2023 than the one we're living in. Because remember, they're, they're alternate timelines. That 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 works in Back to the yeah. Future. Yeah, it works in Back to the Future, but it does not work based off of Avengers Endgame time travel rules. That, that's uh, that, that, that's good. that's going back to my rule. You're just you're just gonna have to accept some. Yeah, some I, shit I, like I, that. I'm fine to accept it. But it's like, if, if people want to say that it was perfect, no, the time travel was not perfect for that and many other Like places. I said, there's a two and a half hour video just absolutely destroying it. Yeah, I don't really care to see that. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. I, I'm trying to think, I don't, I don't even remember what the very last scene of Endgame is. It's, uh, I think it's that, no? Yeah, I think it might be that. It's it's just no kind of, no no then then it goes to the 1950s but it doesn't oh yeah he just did, he just did yeah he just dancing yeah like, I think that, that's like, better old really. school jazz song. I think it's perfect yeah no, the, no the talking, music the, the music is music is very very and we sweet. get our amazing credits with all the Avengers you know the original six getting their own signed versions with their their 3D cutouts and in the, apparently I just learned theater exclusive post credit sound you get the dinging of just Tony's hammer. Hitting the anvil, exact same frequency, pattern, sound as Iron Man One, just that. Ding. Are you sure you weren't tripping? Because like I'm, so, I'm searching this up right now. I, <laughs> I'm gonna prove this to you because I know this was a thing. <laughs> I mean, because there's no way that Disney Plus just wouldn't have like just one. Yeah, cool as, if you just search up Endgame post credit scene, the first thing, what is the sound in Avengers Endgame credits? Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, it doesn't need one after three hour one time. Uh, even movie theater scene with even when I show the movie, blah, blah, blah. As soon as I want to talk about post credit scenes, where's the actual thing? Another thing also. Ah, here we go. Oh. But while Avengers Endgame doesn't have a post credit scene, it's still worth seeing through the very end. Uh, if you listen very carefully as the score fades out, you can hear a faint clanging sound. It's not part of the music, and it's just faint enough that you can almost mistake it from coming in from outside your theater. This is certainly the sound of Tony Stark forging the Mark I armor in the cave during the events of Iron Man 2008. So this is was... from a Den of Geek article. The first thing you search up, you search up Endgame post credit. Okay. Well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a, that's a neat little thing. Yeah. I, I, I was in love with that. Me, I, I, as we know, I'm a very, very over-sentimental person, especially when it comes to movies. I already cried twice during Endgame. Once, uh, once tears of joy during the Avengers Assemble, and once tears of sadness when Tony died. That blew it away from me. Hearing that cling was just another couple tears down my face at that point. I don't remember seeing any of those cards. I remember being as soon as the movie's done, I nudged to my nudged to my friend. I'm like, let's get the, let's get the hell yeah, out of you. After, after three hours, I get that. Like unless you're absolutely diehard to sit to the very end, there was like ten minutes of credits. Well, because I heard there was no postcards, so I wasn't so I wasn't yeah, urging exactly. to see it. Yeah, for that, that, War, that's, that's not a must see thing. Hearing yeah. the clanging of yeah. the iron. I probably would have been pretty confused. I'm like. So I honestly don't regret not staying, but I guess to see the the, the signatures would have been something. Yeah, really, those were nice. really really those, cool. That was cool. Yeah. Um, funny enough, this movie really ends at like two hours and forty something minutes. There's like t- almost twenty minutes of credits. Yeah, there was like, so like, much credits. Like it's Venom One or something. Yeah, because they, they really stylized the credits on top of the fact that there were so many people that worked on this movie. I mean, well, yeah, but twenty like twenty minutes, dude. Yeah. Like, and you mark, but you mark it as like a three hour movie, like. God damn. Yeah. 
So it's not really three hours. It's like two hours and forty something, really. Yeah. J- j- just to be frank with you. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's overall plot of Endgame and our thoughts as we go through it. Still one of my favorite movies of all time. Maybe I didn't really nitpick it as much as I thought I would. Or, yeah, I nitpicked it, but like, I don't think I guess complain as much talking about it right now yeah. as, as much as I did. Because, honestly, I kind of... You grew to like it a little I, I grew to like it, honestly. I I, I think it's pretty pr- pretty good. I, I like yeah. it. And I'm, I'm sure we'll have many other movies which we can debate about much yeah. more. Like how much I mean, we my, 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 my overall stance on the MC, MCU still still remains. I, yeah. I'm pretty fatigued by it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of what feels like every every two months we get a new Marvel project that's just out of subpar or really bad. This is all just all because of Phase 4, honestly. Really. Mm-hmm. All because of Phase 4. I don't know. Maybe I am a Marvel fan. I'm just tired and, and I'm just tired of Phase 4. But I haven't even seen much of the of the Phase phase 1 to 3 shit. I just saw the shit I was interested in. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's um, Avengers Endgame. Is there anything we want to Wrap up on. It's we're two hours in the dot. Two hours done. Yeah, we should wrap it up right there. Yeah. Well, okay. That's our overall thoughts on Avengers Endgame. We will definitely be back for more. We have more movies, more games, oh. more music, more everything to talk about we, in the future. Yeah, we got more. Uh, we got. What do we have next week? We have Quantum Man. The Lost Quantum Mania. Yes, comes we out Friday. We got the Thursday night showing. We yeah. got. We'll be back. Talk about that quite soon. Yes, and then uh, after that, I think we got Scream. Scream Six. Scream Six. Yeah, March tenth. Mm-hmm. And I see if the tickets were on sale. My God, uh, I've been, I was already checking all day. Unless they came out in the last like two hours, <laughs> I was checking just before you got here. They're not gonna be there. No, I don't want to see Magic Mike the Last Dance. Yeah, I know it's everywhere. Uh, nope, not out. Yep. Yeah. Right. So yeah, uh, uh, just about wraps up for today. Thank Hope you. you enjoyed listening. Thank you, listeners, first timers. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, ciao, ciao, Bowie. Catch you all soon. See.